Uh, I don't get this at all. I thought Lopin... Shut was... up, Mr. Burton. You are not brought upon this world to get it. Come on, Lopin is like... Nothing uh... you can understand. There are many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. Yeah, well, the way I see it doesn't mean we shouldn't ask. You think you got any thug in you? Mugs, pugs, thugs. Litwits, halfwits, dimwits. We're not intimidated by thugs. But Bud White is a valuable officer. White's a mindless thug. Thug means never having to say you're sorry. So yeah, the weird thing about this is, had I, I think if I checked the computer before we hit record last week, I would have mm-hmm. seen the Robin Williams news. Right. And it probably would have been a okay. Been a different show. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm... As cool as it would have been to be like, holy shit, we're immediately getting this. I'm glad we didn't, just because I, I think even if we'd gone into Robin Williams last week, I would have been too much. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he did that too. So, I, I, I would have been too scattered. I would have been too off. It, it, would, it would have been I'm, too much of a blindside. I um got about halfway down the road from your place to the big HEB when my friend yeah. Ted called and told me what was up. Uh-huh. Uh, and I remained stunned yeah. throughout the evening into the following day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm Jim. He's Clarkson. This is the Film Thugs. Hi. And, uh, hi. It's going to be... We, we, I don't know what the show's going to be like because this is the first time that we've had one of these losses since we've started. I mean, we've lost other actors. Hang on, this doesn't... Can you reach up and pull that, the lower one? The one that hangs just a little bit lower? Yeah, I just realized. I don't like the lighting. And we can damn well do something. There we go. That's better. It's like Venus Flytrap on uh, um, on WKRP. It had that certain lighting that that <laughs> dirty little shit booth he was in had to have. Um, now, we've lost people since we've started doing this. There have yeah. been deaths. And they, there have been some, wow, big deal. This is like Phil Hartman murdered by his wife because, it, first off, of the importance of the person, second off, because of the abruptness of it. Um, yeah. With this, it's it's weird because we've... I have to kind of part, partition out what Robin Williams I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, this, as you put it on, on Twitter, on fa- Facebook, uh-huh. it's just kind of been with you your entire life. Yeah, yeah. And for a while... Nicole and I were talking about this when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah, oh. he was the funniest person to ever live. Because oh, 19... you have no context of what came before oh, him. God, no, none yeah. of it. Uh, he, you're just watching television. Here's a funny person. Okay, here's the, okay. We Mork and Mindy was 1978 yeah. to 1982, or three from for us from ages three to ages eight. Yeah, we, yeah, seven or eight. Yeah. I mean, that's kind yeah, of... You want to talk about... Defend- and for those who weren't familiar, I mean, right, Mork and Mindy guys. was... That was the Robin Williams show. Period. Certainly. That would, totally. That was, one of, that was one of the few that, you know, their show's like, well, God, yeah, if they got rid of this person, how could they make it? If, they got rid of- if you pulled Robin Williams from Mork and Mindy and it was Pam Dauber and Conrad Bain hanging out in Colorado... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not so much. Yeah, it's, it's it falls apart instantly. But um, yeah, he was that like 
he and Jonathan Winters. Like he's the one who introduced me to Jonathan Winters. Well, yeah, and then when you start to unbox yeah. what you know, his funny or whatever, uh-huh. then he'll tell you, Oh, Jonathan Winters was my inspiration. Yeah. What the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And then back and back and back and back and back. Yeah. But Mork and Mindy, first memory of him. Uh-huh. And then when we had cable, he had his comedy special. Yes. Uh-huh. Which was just what that the, what one, is the, this? the one with that like Hawaiian shirt Yeah. Type? yeah. What, yes. What's uh-huh. going on? And then mm-hmm. That was the Robin Williams that made the biggest impact on me. Yeah. And regardless of whatever film choices he may have made mm-hmm. that I didn't care for or, right. or love, depending because, on which oh, one. we're going to be honest up front. There are a lot of those. There's a lot of those. There are a lot of, what the fuck? But, but you know. I'm, it's like complaining to a plumber because I don't really like how he does his plumbing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's perfectly fine and mm-hmm. does what he, he goes out and makes money at that purpose. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like some of the jobs you did. Exactly. Exactly. But I know why you took the job. Yeah. Well, it's it to me, it's almost like saying, you know, I dislike this varietal of beer. Therefore, I dislike everything that brewery does. Right. Yeah. It's one of many. It's a part of a million things that they do. Right. And Robin in there had some shit that was just oh, off oh, the charts. Yes. Um, that for me anyway. Yeah. That Robin Williams was always part of that. That I fell in love with first, uh-huh. so yeah. it was it was kind of mine. See, I never knew anything about uh, like the, I I hadn't even heard about his depression. No, or none of it. I didn't I, know anything that, that about was that. Fairly guard, not I don't know. Guarded is the right word. That makes it sound intentional, but it was just sort of he was not a tabloid guy, so we weren't yeah. going to see him there. You know, you'd like, hear about rehab. Yeah, uh-huh. but. Uh, Looking at him, like some of the stand-up things that they would show from him was like you know from the improv and shit like that when he was doing clubs that were big clubs that he'd sell out, but like small enough that he was able to interact with the audience. And he's just like this sweating mess. Like, oh my god, that dude is so coked up under lights right now (laughs) because you've you've never seen anyone sweat like that at a comedy club. I knew that the drugs at one point were a huge part of what he was doing. Yeah, Um, but. I always, I guess, took for granted because, again, I, he feels like somebody I know because he's been around forever yeah. in my mind that, oh, well, no, he's he, he's not one of those depressed types. He's just one of those guys with all the energy. Yeah. And there was a really great article on Cracked uh, about why we should not be surprised when funny people kill themselves. Yeah, and it's well. And not just like, oh, yeah, because we are funny. We've got we're funny-ish. Yeah, we're funny-ish. We're not opera singers, but we can carry a tune. Here's the way, here's another way to look at it. It's it's the it's a proportionate level of it. We have as much fucked up shit in our past as we are funny. There are times when we're hilarious, and that's just us catching. But we're not that Robin Williams. No, not, neither neither is. of us would be viewed as one of the funniest people in the world. No. no. And when you really look at those people, you know the Chris Farleys and the you know. The, the Richard Pryors who, oh, yeah. when you find out that whole, oh, accidentally lit himself on fire, freebasing was a cover story yeah. for he tried to kill himself by lighting himself on fire. It's like, ah, okay. okay this all right. is shit mm. that we should be fucking well aware of. It, it, Seinfeld put it best in one of his routines. He said, recent poll, you know, was done, whatever. He read in something. He's like, um... The, the 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 second biggest fear human being ha human beings have is death. The yeah. second biggest fear, the biggest is public speaking. Yes, like these are people who, by choice, don't just go up there but open themselves up up there, doing a thing yeah. that more people would rather be dead than do. Yeah, and not just do it well, but do it 
in the rarefied air of many people's top tens. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is not just any stand-up comedian or any funny person or yeah. any just actor. Right. This is someone who stayed at the top of his game mm-hmm. for a long time, yeah. regardless of how you feel about exactly. the choices. Well, and what's weird is people don't, I think nowadays, don't understand the stand-up significance of Robin Williams. No. Sort of like people that they don't get the stand-up significance of Steve Martin. Right. You know, folks who are into comedy know it, but like Steve Martin had to quit doing stand-up because... He would go up on stage in arenas and people would just yell punchlines from from bits that he did on Saturday Night Live and from other routines, and he couldn't do his routine. So it's like, fuck, yeah, well, I'm not doing it's, – it's a good problem to have. For people that yeah. don't understand that, he was selling out arenas. Yeah, arenas. Arenas. Mm. We're talking like Kiss Tonight, Steve Martin, too, you know, like we're, we're talking Madison Square Garden level shit. There was a time where Steve Martin was just absolutely everywhere yeah and that uh-huh. world like yeah. it's not i don't know if i would go with george carlin but damn sure look at him in the eye at one point well for as far as tickets oh as far as tickets hell yes without question um but robin williams was in that area where had he not been so versatile in what he did yeah had he been more focused on stand-up he's one of those guys who could have done un- uh, done arena tours for ages yeah because he was just one of the few names that you immediately identify just with funny Yes. You know, yeah. and the rarity that hits, like for me, the first time that I was ever aware of other people being funnier than him was, was like in the birdcage. Right. Where it was like, oh, Robin Williams was fantastic, but fucking Nathan Lane and Hank Azaria. Well, Hank Azaria is just. Absolutely walked off with funny things. So I was watching uh, there's the, the documentary I was telling you about, uh, I, uh, I Know That Voice. Yeah. Hank Azaria was saying, he's like, I just do a bunch of really bad impressions and a bad impression just turns into a character. And he's like, you know, this guy is just a bad Al Pacino. This guy is just a bad that. So, yeah, why not? Let him be characters. Uh, And the thing is that defines where a lot of that humor, the brilliance in that humor comes from. It's like Robin Williams was the I'll kind of take whatever and go with it. Yeah. His connection. Yeah. Stuff. Connects with material to people, all of that. Yeah. My mom still talks about a time she saw him on The Tonight Show, Carson's Tonight Show, Mm. where she was like, he was on. Yeah. And it was a, okay, Johnny's just going to make the entire show, him and Robin Williams. Except for the fact that the other guest booked that night was Bob Hope. Yeah. And (laughs) on a list of people Johnny Carson can bump, near the bottom there's like five names you will not bump this. It's like president no. right underneath Bob Hope. You're not bumping Bob Hope. <laughs> no, you're just not. And he kind of came out and was just sort of, yeah, half lucid. Yeah. I can tell you, I was flying in her board. I, like, and Robin Williams kind of being deferential and all that. But Well, yeah. I mean, Robin Williams wouldn't want you to bunt, uh, bump Bob Hope. Yeah, hell no. I still, although to me, my favorite appearance was when he and Jonathan Winters were both on The Tonight Show once, and Jonathan Winters came out dressed like a um, Union general in the Civil War. Yeah. It, it, was, it was fantastic, because <laughs> they just kind of went. They just went back and forth. But yeah, this one with Robin, it's somebody who is that on, that like, not just funny, but that consciously acting out physical, very just thrown bodily into yeah. it. You're a damn fool. It's a one-man improv. Yeah. yeah. If you're totally surprised that well, I didn't realize he'd be depressed, like, you don't know enough about depression. Cause... No. And you know who else doesn't know much about depression? Mm. Or much of anything? Huh. Uh, is the media. Oh, God, no. Not in it, the slightest. 
Not in the goddamn slightest. <laughs> oh, and the outrage committees that are coming out the now. The outrage committees and the narrative that gets put out by whatever dark room with a round table. Yeah. Let's say the same mind that made him funny was the same mind that drug him into darkness. <laughs> no. Let's not use drug into darkness. Let's just use sad. Yeah. Okay, sad. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. do that. This, and repeat it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. That's, and it's almost like they're building up a match. Yeah. To, <laughs> I'm not only going to fight Black Jack Mulligan, but Black Jack Mulligan is the greatest person who ever lived. And now, if I lose to him, I lost to somebody. Yeah. Just, it, yeah. I've never heard genius bandied about oh, God, no. uh-uh. in a 20-minute news cycle mm-hmm. in the morning more oh, yeah. than that. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that he wasn't in his own way. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was. He was, yeah. But... Whoa! Mm-hmm. Other factors were involved here. That if you were just sitting peaceably on a on a log some somewhere, yeah. you know, as being you, funny as you do, as you do, and all of a sudden, <laughs> hey, I'm also funny, but I'm also sad. It's not yeah. how it works. Yeah, it really, it's not. It's just uh, some people, uh-huh. their chemistry is whatever, and that happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's that what I've always said that to me for a performer period is. Comfortable? How comfortable do they look in front of people? That above everything else, just being able to hang out and just without it feeling like you're trying to be. Williams was one of those guys that I don't. I, I imagine one on one with him might have been interesting, but he's one of those. Did he? Did it ever really completely turn off? You know, was that who he was when he's uh, doing that? Is that who he was around everyone because he felt he had to be? And that's the thing that people don't I, realize with I, folks that are funny in the way Robin Williams is. Yeah. He feels as though he has to be. I don't think he was like that. The, the media talked about it like he was just bouncing around in a room when he wasn't on camera. Right. Like somehow that's just who he was all the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. as you bring up. Yeah. Um, but I, he may have been at a certain yeah. point, uh-huh. but – because of that, and his mind, I'm sure, was always going a thousand miles an hour. Right, right. But I don't think he was like that all the time, but he was for a certain part of his career. They put him in that box, and no matter how mm-hmm. he, how many times he showed he could be outside of that box, right. and awarded thusly, yeah. that they still wanted to push know, him back push in. Him back in. Back in the box. There were times you'd see later on where he'd be interviewed by E or Entertainment Tonight or some other pain in the ass mm-hmm. and he just kind of quietly smile about something oh it's good to be here or whatever yeah. the case may be oh hope the film does well mm-hmm. like, and then you know there's that shark toothed reporter with the microphone mm-hmm. well anyway Robin how do you really feel about it and come on like, almost that uh, smile that says dance monkey yeah and in the back of that it's like okay time to give the fucking people you know buffalo gouge come out right <laughs> Oh, gray man. <laughs> used to be. Uh-huh. You know. Well, like, reading the shit that I was going through, like, some of the stuff I was looking at about Williams, uh, somebody talked about, like, Chris Farley's last few days. When you read an actual account of that, it's the yeah. fucking worst. This is like he was partying for days. Yeah. And by the way, partying at an age when I think you shouldn't be using the word party as a verb. Yes. Yeah, he was, he was around that area. But, um, you know, smoked crack, did heroin, all paid a prostitute to come back to his wherever he was living with him to talk just to have someone there they argued about fee he collapsed on the floor she took his watch 
wrote a note that said, thanks for a good time. And as he basically said, please don't leave me, she walked out the door and left him to die alone. And that people are like, you want to know what the on all the time is like when there's no one? There are folks who are funny without having all of that. But there is some weird little thing in the back of all of us that care if we make somebody laugh. And the more someone puts yeah. out that effort, the more shit yes. there is pushing them to do it. Of course. I don't know how rambling I sound right now. That's all right. That's how I sound all the time. Yeah. Well, and right now it's still – it's one where I'm, I'm still kind of processing thoughts on all this while I'm saying it, you know? There is a certain thing to performing, being a performer at all, any kind of where – any kind of – Activity where you get something back from an audience, yeah, yeah. whether it's musician, whatever, mm. whatever, acting, comedian, right, and any degree. And obviously, we're at the fucking <laughs> we're, we're bottom between, of the sawmill. We're between dwarf tossers and porn stars. Yeah, somewhere in yeah. there. Um, but anybody that feels that kind of charge from uh-huh. from the crowd reacting to you in a positive way, mm-hmm. there's something to that. And even if that crowd is your yeah. best friend, uh-huh. yeah. how, how hard can I get Jim to laugh? Exactly, how, yeah. How hard is he going to try to get me to laugh? Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. If we didn't give a shit about that reaction, right. we'd just be sitting here staring at a wall. Yeah. And this we wouldn't be would doing this. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are looking for some kind of positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. there's just two of us talking or when we were acting or playing yeah. music or whatever. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean we have to get up there and just get, you know mobbed with praise yeah. but there should be some sort of yeah, am i you, good you enough like this, right? uh-huh. i'm good yeah. right uh-huh. you like me mm-hmm. right yeah and to whatever degree that little grain is yeah th- that could have really not been, obviously not been the only thing but part of yeah part Robin of what probably, drives that yeah, yeah. And I, it's it's weird because there is the audience reaction is very narcotic. Yeah, it's just this holy. Crap. As the people that are, that are really good at it, yeah, about that kind of charge they get from not thirty people or a hundred people listening yeah. to you, but thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. selling don't... out an arena to go stand by yourself. Oh, yeah, you know, the, the the number of Robin Williams that were Madison Square Gardens and Carnegie Hall. Yeah, stepping out on the stage of Ma- Madison and it sold out. Yeah, everyone's come here to hear me talk. Yeah, yeah. And I am literally the only person who's allowed to talk for the next 90 minutes. Yep. You talk, I can have you fucking thrown out of the building. <laughs> no pressure. I mean, holy crap. Think about that. And, uh, yeah, then you add all the other stuff, the drug problems, which, again, go to there's something he's dealing with there. Yeah. Um, and then fucking Parkinson's. I mean, so you've got depressed drugs. You've got disease coming into it you've got financial problems it's not surprising it's genuinely yeah. not and the people talking about the depression and and saying almost kind of declaratively that this is what happened yeah and this is what happened and let's talk about this because that's what that's what did it yeah for the first week or whatever now we have more information mm-hmm. and we know more about it but holy oh yeah yeah yeah. It's like what's going on in Missouri. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened, but this is what happened. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's actually the uh, um, the, the, the there was a South Park episode about a beaver dam breaking and flooding this fl- uh, the, the dam breaking and flooding Denver or flooding right. South Park, and th- it was completely bagging on ca- the way Katrina was handled. 
But it's like, uh, well, right now we are reporting that uh, cannibalism has broken out inside the city itself. So you've witnessed and seen it? No, we uh, don't have any proof <laughs> of it, but it is what we are reporting right now. <laughs> yes. And That's, we put ourselves uh, in these situations where shit gets overblown and boom, there we are. Yeah. And I mean, especially with this, all of the, I know someone who's been depressed and I've been depressed. And it's like, that's fantastic. I'm glad that that's happening. But you got to look at everything with this and not be declarative until you're able to be declarative. And you know? even then, you're really not going to be. Yeah. Because we weren't there. In no, that, uh-uh. Even if we were in that room, yeah. we aren't him in that room. Yeah. So stop it. Yeah. I battled dep- I went through a fucking good 10-year stretch yeah. in varying degrees uh-huh. of depression. Yeah. Writ large. Oh, yes. And it oh, wasn't, yeah. oh, I have a chemical imbalance. So I need to take something. Uh-huh. No, it was, I'm, for whatever reason, couldn't get out of my fucking way. And, mm-hmm. hey, I know, it'll ha- I know it'll help. Yeah. Drinking a large amount of depressants. Yeah. And when yep. that takes me down too low, mm-hmm. I'll just do something that picks me up. So uh-huh. I can stay up longer and drink more depressants. Uh-huh. What's wrong with me? Why uh-huh. am I sad? <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Good Burr. Lord. Yeah, see, I was, I was just the straight drink it away. Yeah. And, uh, and, then, and I was so social. I was, the, I, I was, I was that out until 2 a.m. basically, you know, Monday through Saturday night. Yeah. And that's, you know, hell, when you're working full time and you're not getting that's a home job. until that's a second 3 a.m. Oh, totally, yeah. As I used to tell my friends back in the day, it's like, punch out of here. Uh, and then punch into this other job. Yeah. Called fun. Yeah. Yes. And that's exactly. what I felt like. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got to say. The biggest victory of this house is looking at it like, not that I don't want to go to work, go back to work, but it's like, I just don't want to, I want to hang out here. Yeah. I like it here. I don't need to go out and do shit. Here is cool. <laughs> going over to VJ's, going over to Clarkson's, going to, that, that's fantastic. Sure. But I don't need to be out all the goddamn time. No, 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 no. And that's, you know, yeah, everyone's got to realize there's there's certain combinations that hit with these, and yeah. we can't act as though there's a master code to crack it. No, but I mean, oh, I, I will guarantee you stopping that. Oh yeah. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, we all reckon something, so that has to be validated because we all feel that our thoughts are valid. Now, uh, it's it's what Pat Oswald says. You have I you have to respect my opinion. No, I fucking don't. No, I do not. I can respect that you have the right to it, but no, I do not have to respect what you think. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I can respect your right to say something and still tell you to shut up because I think you're an idiot. Correct. And that's sort of what I'm saying there. Because I'll be honest, if somebody had talked to Robin Williams an hour before he did it, they wouldn't have had any idea. They wouldn't have been able to predict or guess. It would have been like I, he he was his normal self, maybe a little bit quieter. But and this guy didn't. Yeah, didn't talk do, to a local shopkeep in his neighborhood. Yeah, and well, he he looked like he was in trouble. Really, Tr- trouble. He looked like he was in trouble. Is trouble. that why you, why you didn't do anything? Because troubles, that's, that's a big word. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, lady in the street today on the way to HEB dropped her receipt and was chasing it in the road. And I stopped the receipt and gave it to her. Uh-huh. She wasn't in trouble. Yeah. That's a nuisance. Yeah. And, uh, if her car was on fire when the yeah. baby locked in the back, uh-huh. that's trouble. Yeah. Was he a little quiet? Yeah. Was he yeah, a little he was reserved? A little more was he not bouncing off the walls and entertaining you? Yeah. Was he? Did he have the audacity to go in public as a human being and did not a fucking show for you? Want a good or service that you provide? Yeah, but no, no, he was he was troubled. He okay. was a troubled man. Uh, it's just it's seriously one. Even now, a week later, and I'm glad we didn't record the day of because that would have felt exploitive. It really would have felt like I was. I, I would have felt. Well, like, I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. 
And it would have, it would have felt too opportunistic, which it would have been the definition of opportunistic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, just no. Uh. So anyway, he's one of those guys that we, you, you reset my clock back to zero. You like, you knock me back to five years old and say to that five year old, who's the funniest person in the world? I, Robin Williams. Yeah. And I mean, and that was like one of those things that was not like people thought, oh, I think it was kind of a universally accepted thing at one point. That, oh, yes. Robin Williams is the funniest person on television. Yeah. It, it was like uh, across the board. Like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Of course he is. That guy. Yeah. He's fantastic. For those who don't believe it, you, well, actually, hell, for, do you remember the first time Robin started doing non-comic roles? Yes. And the reaction was, wait, what? You can't do that. That's, no, that's not allowed. You're not dancing the tune I like, monkey. And not only did he do it well. Yeah. He did it scarily well. Yeah. Phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, the, the reason people are always so surprised when it's like, oh, the funny guy's really good at oh, drama. Oh, God. Yeah. But the d- clown's not supposed to do that. And I can tell you guys from experience, being the serious guy, nobody likes that. No. Nobody likes that, but you can be the funny guy. People fucking love that. Yep. So, you know, yeah, he's he's performing constantly. He's absolutely performing for you all the time. So don't be surprised when that guy who performs all the time is good at performing. The best person that the, – the best performer at falling is the clown. Yeah. As they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> he knows how to do it right. Exactly. Exactly. And what's funny is if you look at it – I mean, I'll go through the first uh, – I'll read through just the first uh, the first credits that he's got on IMDb. Let's see here. So we start out, uh, Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses, which I think is a short <laughs> of some sort. Uh, the Richard Pryor Show popped in on an episode of Laughing, Eight is Enough, uh, America Tonight, and then at that point, that is between 1977 and 1978. He was already fairly well known as a comedian at that point. He'd done mm. a bunch of... Smaller things and all that. Um, then Happy Days, Mork. Yep. And his next credit is actually a show called Out of the Blue, where he plays Mork. Um, back in those days, TV shows would pull more shit where they'd have like a utility character that they just send out for anything. Like uh, it, this went through late into the 80s. Like look up Urkel. Urkel popped up on every goddamn show. Just like, yeah, put him in there. People will love it. They'll talk. It'll be a it'll be a water cooler moment. They'll talk about seeing Urkel. The people, they like the Urkel. They they do, they do. Holy cr- okay. And let's see. After this, actually, Mork and Mindy. Then the world according to Garp, and wow. then some other things. But the world according to Garp, um, that faces the problem. the The only real thing I will say about that is. God, how on oh John Irving. That suffers the kind of John Irving fate where it is so very ensconced in his New Hampshire in his New Hampshireite academia I teach writing world yeah. that I can see it being difficult for people to grasp. I both read and watched this mm-hmm. within like I went through this long period where I was like, oh, all these things that are based on books that are supposed to be really well written, I'll read the book and then watch the movie. And I did that. Yeah. For for a long window where it was watching as soon as I was done, watch the movie. Read it as soon as I was done, watch the movie. World According to Carp, the book was pretty good. The movie was as good a 
uh, an interpretation of it as I think you could get. Right. Williams was very good in it, and it was interesting because it was, though not a completely dramatic turn, it was a more dramatic turn. It was a more dra- dramatic turn, but handled in the same way, at least from what I could tell. Uh-huh. Uh, in the same way that Bill Murray when he did Razor's Edge. Right. A little too early for yeah. this. Yeah, Razor's yeah. Edge was a lot... That That's was a heavier stuff. Everything, much yeah, across stuff. the board. That was a much bigger chip to play, and but, he did play it a little too early. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. No. I'm, I'm calling in. I've got. I've got this one. I've got one trump card, and I'm using it right here, which <laughs> we'll get to one of those in Robin Williams things for a director after a bit. Uh, but you know what's weird that I didn't realize predated Mork and Mindy. It came out. Well, actually, no, no, no. It was right in the middle of Mork and Mindy. Never mind the way they got it listed up here. Popeye. Oh, dear. I vaguely remember that movie. I remember not liking it as much as I thought I should. Uh, I remember loving the the fight scene at the end where he finally eats the spinach. Oh, man. But that is one bizarre-ass movie. Yes. yes. I mean, bizarre. Uh, It's so fucking weird. There's still a park in in Malaysia or Indonesia, where the hell they shot it, Uh that is uh, the set's. A Popeye. Why wouldn't there be? Why wouldn't there be, of course. Well, the, uh, the songs are weird. The, oh, Everything's it, just fucking strange. It really felt like a first draft of everything, except the production design. It looked good. <laughs> like, it looked expensive. Holy crap, you guys really, put some really money expensive. here. Yeah. And I was a big Popeye Marcus. A oh, God, boy, yeah. Of all of us were. People our age were all big in it. And uh, I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. And it... It was very, very. It was weird. Very, very, very weird. Yeah. Oddly paced. Well, it was one of those. It was one of those bizarre situations where just the talent behind it makes no sense because you know who directed it, right? Yeah. Fucking Altman. Altman. You went to fucking went to Altman for a Popeye movie. I wonder what. I, I, I don't wonder if it was his idea. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. know. I genuinely don't. It's one of those it things has that, that. Okay, the studio gave me a bunch of money. I'm going to do what I want, kind of. Dare I say? It's almost like a Zardoz situation. <laughs> well, I'm going to spend all this money on something I really believe in. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't I, know. I don't know. I mean, it strikes me as. It is better than Zardoz. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. Um,. Oh, well, uh, everyone tried to dissuade Altman from working with Harry Nilsson, who I forgot did mm. all the music for it, uh, because he was a drunk, and the only person who, who was on his side for hiring him was Robin Williams. I'm actually g- going through a thing real quick to see if, the, if uh, there's an explanation as to why, and it doesn't look like there is. So well, The mystery remains. It just occurred. It, all, all that I will say about it was it was weird, and it was one of those movies that I'd try to watch over and over again, but like... I. I've watched it. I've watched it a handful of times. Yeah, at least twice with Mark Clapp and I. We're just laughing our asses off at the weirdness of it all. Yeah, because it is. It's so weird. The soundtrack. Yeah, is so bizarre. The songs are so bizarre. It's a lot like Dune for me. (laughs) I don't know if I enjoy this so much as I can't stop watching. See, all that I remember from Papa was not really being able to make sense of of any of it. Like. I don't know. I don't know what they were going for. At some points, you, you feel like it's taking on a serious turn, and uh, yeah. certainly very serious situations. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. But then it's here comes Wimpy's song about a hamburger. Yeah, and then you've got olive oil, very wispy voiced singing things. He's large. 
and he's mine. Hello. Large. I know that song because my brother sings it about me. Large. And good looking. He's rich. I'm not rich. But I am large. Oh, God damn. Yeah, this... It's weird. Everything about it, I just scratch my head. I don't get what the anything on it was. Everything is food. What? What? what what's happening right now? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, so sort of a swing and a miss on that one for most Have folks, a friend? But... It's her favorite movie of all time. Really? Yep. Hmm. Yes. You know who else? Like my friend Garland. What's your favorite song of all time, Garland? Of all the rock songs in the world. What's your favorite song? Are you or country? All of it. What's your favorite song? Sultan's a Swing is the best song ever written. Really? The Sultan's of Swing from Dire Straits. That, that's it, huh? Yep. It's a fucking good song, but... It is a good song. Good enough for you to pause. Yeah. But not enough for you to even consider it. The greatest song, song ever. ever written. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Now, here's what's weird with... Uh, What's weird, the more I look at Robin Williams' filmography and stuff, I realized I absolutely loved him based very little off of his movie work. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking through this list here, and there are movies that I was aware of existing. Um, Fairy Tale Theater, some TV yeah, series. Yeah. <laughs> the Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley slash Fonzie Hour. Oh, wow. Back in those days when that shit could happen. Oh. That's got to be animated. Has to be animated. It is animated. <laughs> there it is. Animation. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Probably mm-hmm. the same studio that did Scooby-Doo. Probably. Probably. But, oh, my God. They were able to keep They were able to keep a fairly decent fucking amount of the cast. They had Henry Winkler, Robin Williams, Cindy Williams, uh, Penny Marshall. They actually got the fucking people to do the voices. Back in those days, evidently, well, there was yeah. just a boatload of money and everything. Shit. Only three channels. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do something. That's true. Now, The Survivors was one that I, that was one that I tried to watch, but just could never get into enough to continue it, which is a shame because I just see right now third build on IMDb, mm-hmm. Mr. Jerry fucking Reed. That's right. And that alone makes any movie worth Whether watching. Whether this cold reminds you that men have nipples. <laughs> yes. The Survivors. Wow. Uh I like I, I, it's one that, like I said, I remember kind of seeing a little bit, but not, not ever making At it to the age, end. At that age, when it came out, that was not for us. No, and it didn't make sense. It was no. like trying to watch Deal of the Century because it had that really doesn't make sense. Yeah, or Best Defense because like oh, it's got Eddie Murphy in it. This will be awesome. I don't get this. God, I want a Deal of the Century to be better than it is. Yeah, in my head, it still is. I don't remember anything about it other than uh, is it Gregory Hines lighting the car on fire? I believe so. That's it. Just remember, remember modern it. problems is superior. I have to keep telling myself. Right. <laughs> and it is. Yeah. You haven't seen modern problems out there if you're too young somehow. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen Chevy Chase's modern problems. Uh, what the fuck are you doing with your I life? don't remember it well, but I know that I... It's fantastic. Yeah. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. <laughs> Gary Coleman uh-huh. plays the same character in that as he does in Dragnet. Okay. Basically. Wait, Gary Coleman was in Dragnet? How did I forget that? Not Gary Coleman. Am I thinking Dabney Coleman? Dabney Coleman. Okay, I was like, that's even better. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. Huh? Dabney Coleman. Excuse me. Yeah, that would uh, make Cloak and Dagger really interesting. Oh God, yeah. But Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. You put Dabney Coleman in anything, and I'm fucking there. You got anyway, my attention. Modern problems. Modern problems. Yeah. Wait. Oh wait. Oh, is that the feet is scraped? 
uh, the chicken pepperoni. No, no, that, that's okay. that's uh, best of time. Uh, best of time. Not, no, no. When, uh, ah, fuck. Seems like old times. Seems like old times. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. You no, that's vastly superior to <laughs> almost is anything. Fucking awesome. That movie's fantastic. And uh, the fact that I threw out is that I get my feet scraped. My feet scraped. And I was like, why the fuck? Aurora. I know the hive mind's there, but even that is like you going, <laughs> right? Sure, Aurora's chicken pepperoni. I'll see you then. I've seen it so many times. What about fried chicken? The cops ate your chicken. The cops ate my chicken? <laughs> the com- ADD is strong with us today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that I, that I expected you to get that fucking movie from that line. Boy, that is the most geez. inside goddamn thing I could have pulled. Like, <laughs> I want my goddamn Zagnut. <laughs> but no, Survivors, I don't know. But Moscow and the Hudson was one that I had a little bit more knowledge of. A I think I even went back and watched it just because I was so... Uh, my dad talked about... Um, taking uh back when when uh, we were in san antonio through one of the military bases my parents got involved with this program through the defense language institute mm-hmm. called the amigo program and basically what it was is you'd sort of adopt folks it, the defense language institute was where military officers would come to get their to sort of perfect their english right and my folks would be involved with this program called the amigo program and what it was is you'd kind of adopt folks from that school who were there and host them in your home for traditional American things just to show them what like actual American culture is. Right. So for a good four-year period, Thanksgiving and Christmas was just, okay, someone from Egypt, someone from Russia, someone from Argentina. Like, my parents had all this cool stuff, and I even have some of it, too, but, like, guy from Egypt giving us a little Horus sculpture. That's like, cool. just kind of cool shit. Um, but we had a, some really good friends right off the bat who were from uh, Hungary. Mm-hmm. Really great folks, but they're coming out of fucking Hungary. That's yeah. a different goddamn world. And my dad talks about taking them to the grocery store and to Home Depot. And one guy looking around Home Depot and saying, I I could build a house. With a, like, yes, you yeah, could build. You that's can. the point of this place is, yeah, you could build an entire house top to bottom mm-hmm. with only things from this store. Blue is mine. But more than that, that like walking through the grocery store is like, he, Zoli, who is, you know, the friend, fell in love with American junk food. And, um, of course, he loved the hostess snowballs, the pink <laughs> right, coconut. Yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. And like he, he picked one up. He's like, okay, we'll get this. And he's like, how many am I allowed to take? Oh, my God. And my mom was like, however many we can pay for. And he's like, I'll pay for these. Grabbed all of them and put them in the cart. And then found out, wait, I heard. That in this country, we can call someone and he will bring a pizza to your house. And so they watched <laughs> movies. And, and my, my mom joked that like the next morning she came, she and my, he and my sister became like, like, like really, really good friends, like right. brother and sister came out. Zoli is sitting, my sister is asleep on the couch. Zoli is sitting on the floor watching cartoons, eating cold pizza. And my mom was like, yeah, America just won. Yes, yes. But Moscow on the Hudson, my dad always talked about this scene where Robin Williams loses his mind over coffee in the grocery store. And he's like, that's what it feels like taking these guys to a grocery store. If you don't remember, he was, you know, it's about a guy who just defects from Russia. Uh, There was some Russian trip, like he got on some tour group that got to go to the U.S. And he just fucking split. Yeah. Um, in reading some of the stuff I am now, like some of the Tom Clancy shit where they talk about going to Russia for yeah. intelligence, it's like we forget, no, everything they got was made by the state. So it was crappy clothes, crappy cigarettes, yep. shitty coffee, just bad. Uh, 
And so only walk- because it was done wrong. Right. If we could just get the right yeah. people to do that. Exactly. Everything will be fine. Put them in a biodome. It'll be fine. Yeah. Put them in a biodome. I didn't want people to think we were talking bad. No, no, no. No. What you stupid? Come yeah. on. Demi. Excuse me. Come on. Come on, asshole. Yeah. Uh, um but what uh <laughs> um it's one of those things that just going in any of those locations with folks is this, what the, f- what is this? Yeah. And Robin Williams actually has like this frozen panic attack when he's, you know, <laughs> looking, he's, there's like 30 different types of coffee and he's like, coffee, I just need coffee. Cause he was used to get in the line for coffee and be handed coffee. Right. Toilet paper alone freaked these people. Like not really for the, the folks who are coming over, just more of the space that we had. That would have yeah. absolutely blown, just blown their fucking minds. The but, amount you know, of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of it. Yeah. We yeah. really do. America, chock full of stuff. It is amazing to behold sometimes. But yes, Moscow on the Hudson, I don't remember much more of it than that. No. However, Best of Times was one of those movies that I watched <laughs> like five times. Laces out! <laughs> Oh, God, just kept watching it over and over, even though I had no real understanding of what it was about. (laughs) I knew it had Kurt Russell. I knew it had Robin Williams. So we're good. And boom, I'm there. And it's that, you know, football. For those who don't know, for everyone listening, basically, it's uh, two guys that were on a high school football team together like 10 or 15 years later still living in town, you know, one of them's done better than the other, but even that guy's kicking himself about the big game that he lost. So yeah. they pull everybody from both teams back together to have the a, game again. The game again, and yeah, saying it out loud is like, wow, this very it's kind of sad, very sad, and kind of dumb. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, did never get me back. Yeah. Hey, look at that game. No, no, no. no. Hey, man, we want to come back and do this play that we did back then. No, God, no, 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 we're not doing that. No. I, I will not be in the Crucible again. Yeah. I'm and I'll do, do a, delicate balance again. No. Yeah, I'll do a play, but I, I won't do that. I won't. No. This is not going to happen. Not today. Not ever. <laughs> uh, but then another movie that I didn't get ninety percent. I did not. I watched Club Paradise a hundred times. Did not <laughs> fucking get it. I think I've seen half of it at all. It, 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 it just kind of happened. Let's see. Sort of there. Then he was in a movie called Seize the Day that nobody. Knows. It literally seized the day. That's right. Oh, he looks like he plays a salesman. Yeah. Honest, hardworking guy who's lost his job, his girlfriend, and has left part of his sanity behind, as he says, heads to New York to pick up the pieces. Oh, so this was one of the attempts at very seriousness. I see. Then he hits Good Morning Vietnam, and that's the one. If you want to see the quintessence of the Robin Williams style of performance, it's this. In my heart, I know I'm funny. (laughs) There's a guy... I don't. I never knew his name, but when I worked at Dell briefly, there was this guy who worked. He was either a manager or a team leader or something for one of the other teams, and I was there as a temp, and he looked just like Bruno Kirby. Oh man, and I feel like such an asshole because this is one of those where the ADD just went. Don't think this isn't actually happening, Jim. He's talking, and I look at him. I go, Lieutenant Steve. <laughs> Lieutenant Steve. And he just stopped. He said, What? It's like, I'm sorry, man. I just watched 
Good Morning Vietnam yesterday, and that's been stuck in my head ever since. I'm so sorry that I said that out loud, and I wasn't at all making fun of the fact that you looked just like that guy. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That story went on too long. <laughs> by a little bit. That story was not as funny as it should have been. But uh, no. someone looks like Bruno Kirby's funny. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know, Dennis Dave. <laughs> Dennis Dave. Oh, Frenchie. Where the Buffalo roam as much as I have. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah. You just start saying shit, because why not? Now, Good Morning Vietnam, even though it kind of missed, even though it's one of those that, like, no, that's not at all what Adrian Cronow <laughs> was no. like and is like to this day, uh, it, it was... I don't know. That was one that was right off the bat sold on the fire of Robin Williams' performance. Yeah. I actually remember this because this was a movie that came out, uh, let's see, Good Morning Vietnam, 87. That was right when we came back from Panama. I was really into movies, so I was excited that as we arrived, a new film magazine called Premiere cool. was starting. And I bought the first ep- issue of Premiere magazine. It had Robin Williams on the cover. Mm. I still have the mini movie posters that came for free with most of them for the first year and a half. Wow. So, yeah, I was all over this shit. Uh, Good Morning Vietnam is one that really, uh, Robin Williams, that man's killing it. He's fucking golden. He's great. And it is a performance that I think sort of by and large holds up. It does. Because he's a character who's a funny enough guy. And then when he's on air, you can see him turn it on and just go with it. But when he's not on the air, he is more of just a regular guy who's kind of funny. Yeah. And that works. That works perfectly for Showing, it. Showing... Uh... The, the powers that be that he can turn it up and turn it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't have to be anything other than what I am. Only as God made me so. <laughs> oh, that's the best fucking line. That really is. <laughs> hey, that was, I, I can't remember the character name. I think it was Bentley. He, he played Bentley on the Jeffersons. I think booze. so. And there was a guy that I knew we were talking about that movie. He's like, poor fucking Bentley. <laughs> just immediately pulled that like well, holy shit <laughs> it was back when i was working when a guy sold the computer to the actor who uh got his ear cut off in reservoir dogs mm. and it was funny because i was sitting there working on something and a guy pops up he's like hey do you know who uh the actor craig baltz is or kirk baltz and it's like yeah he played uh freddie newendike and uh reservoir dogs he got his ear cut off well he's gonna call me back to sell a computer and he actually told him that this guy called in he's like the guy I work with, I said your name to him. He didn't even look up. He's like, yeah, he's, he played Marvin Nash. No, it was Marvin Nash, not Freddie Newendike. Mr. Mr. Marvin Nash. Marvin Nash. Uh, I won't say anything. I won't tell your boss. Please. Yes, Good Morning Vietnam nails it. Uh, Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Oh, dear God. Uh, yeah. Let us all smoke the opium at once. Yeah, that is very much a... That is the closest that Terry Gilliam has ever gotten to. Just, you know, just make a movie. Just do whatever you want to do, Terry. Just Really? Just make a movie. He's like, hmm? hmm. Tuck my rat tail into my tailored shirt and go nuts. Well, it was like a, a weirdest reference. I've only seen a portion of the movie Boomerang, the Eddie Murphy film. Yeah. But there's that whole thing where Grace Jones and the guy who played Baron Zamundi in... Uh, um, in Live and Let Die, the big, the uncola guy. Yes, yes. They were trying to get something, you know, trying to, there are these crazy artists that were trying to work with them. And at one point, Eddie Murphy's just like, just do whatever you want. And they're both like, you don't, <laughs> you don't want the horse? And boom, and he came back with the most batshit insane ad, but that's totally yeah. Terry Gilliam. Yeah, like, that's Do it. whatever you want. Huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I'll be. But, Robin Williams <laughs> was the moon. 
Yeah. Or the, the king the, of the moon. The king of everything. King of everything. Yes. His head was off. Yeah. Bouncing around in the body. Yeah. Oh, that movie. So fucking weird. That is for me at that age. Yeah. That was weird. And I was a weird motherfucker at that age. Yeah. Weirder well, than I am now. Yeah, that think. was a ratcheted up everything. I was like, I don't know what I think of anyone in this. It's... And I'm going to say I like it more than I actually do. Yeah. Because I got a rep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always looked at that one. I was like, <laughs> ah, it's, 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 yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although not, I will say, for however much you liked it, it is definitely not. If you recollect, young Sarah Pauly was in that. Yeah, I do. Nowhere near as good as her turn in White Lies. Nope. Which Nothing that's is. another. We need to do a hilarious Aryan reaction show <laughs> where we watch that movie, we watch Skinhead USA, and just Sounds good to me. It's just a recording of three hours of us going, <laughs> so. "You silly ass." <laughs> <sighs> Such a weird fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't good puppeteering sense. with the whole death thing though. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean Terry Gilliam stuff. There's always the production. It's beautiful. It's just doesn't make any <coughs> the sense. The production design's always going to be breathtaking. With that's all you could say. It's beautiful. Going to be everywhere. Wacky. Now we get into an odd run because this is where he's you know okay haven't even heard of rabbit ears. Haven't even heard of portrait of a white marriage which is just a great fucking name. He had an uncredited role in that. Oh, and it's got uh, Martin Mull, Mary Kay Place, Fred Willard. Uh, it's a continuation of History of White People in America, oh, okay. that Martin Mull series. I've got the book, History of White People in America, somewhere, which is <laughs> Portrait of a White Marriage. That works. Now, this next one I am very divided on in a lot of ways, as Dead Poets Society. Yeah. Now, let me sta- state unequivocally, the character John Keating, played by Robin Williams, is a phenomenal goddamn teacher. Sure. He differentiates his lessons. He connects with students. He makes it interesting and interactive. It's not just him lecturing and telling them what to do. Yeah. Good fucking teacher. Gives a little, a little squirrely outside of that. Yeah. Things go a little sideways. Yeah. Um, for me. Mm-hmm. For anybody that pays attention. But mainly yeah. for me... And, uh, but none Jim of here. that is to do with the Keating but character. But nothing about that, him or his performance. This yeah. has nothing to do about with Robin Williams. Yeah. I think it was Walzer who said when we announced that we were going to do Robin Williams this week, he said, well, that'll be interesting. It's your opinion of Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my opinion of Robin Williams yeah. necessarily, but some of the things he did. Right. Not very charitable to performances we'll get into later. Yes. But... Yeah. This is not one of these no. occasions. Well, and he was fine. I'll even say that his character didn't do anything. His character's wrong. fine. The yeah. writing for his character, yeah. his character, is yeah. fine. Uh-huh. My issue with that film is. deals with mainly with the other characters. Yeah, and the general kind. I, yeah, the writing around those other characters. I just don't fucking. It's just not connecting. It. Yeah, it doesn't connect with me. It seems rather like. An, idealize like somebody wanted that to happen in their real life and right. it never really did yeah. so let's just kind of hallmark this up a bit it's yeah. just so fucking precious sometimes yeah, yeah. Really. i can oh, i can on. totally agree with that really yeah. really and then we get to the actor who has to commit suicide because his dad is such a penis <laughs> <laughs> that he felt there was nothing else yeah. he could do. There's no other way. Except run either. out of the completely unguarded, non-fenced 
pasture yeah. to another life. Yes. <laughs> Robin Williams was Go. fantastic in it. Robin Williams is <laughs> fine. It's yeah. fine. My performance as Puck was incendiary. It was a generation-defining performance. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Puck. Yeah, it was Puck, dude. Sorry, Puck's not even the most interesting character in that play by, a, by damn a sight. Fucking miles. Yeah, he's got a lot of lines, but that's about it. That's it. You know, it's, again, uh, it's it's that it's that whole you. Somebody had an axe to grind with their dad. Yeah. about something. Uh-huh. And maybe that I'm sure that's happened. I know. Oh that's God, happened, yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, I still need to have it pounded in my face with a roofing hammer. Right. Yeah. Am yes, I making any sense? Yeah, because yeah. a lot of the time I watch, uh, anytime I've watched Dead Poets Society, there'll be times where I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then I, I get the Kevin Klein face turn yeah. in Fishco uh, Wanda. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, it, that's, huh? That smell the fart face oh. on. Oh, what did you do? Well, wonderful. This world's so black and white. Yeah. Yeah. How fantastic. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it has nothing to do with Robin Williams. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not in the slightest. Um, follow this one up with a movie that, to this day, I don't know what it's about. That's Cadillac Man. I've watched it multiple <laughs> times. That's one of those movies that came out in the the eight, late eighties, early nineties yep. that just don't make any sense. You could watch them fifty times and be like, "But I still don't know why any of this happened." Most of this didn't have to happen. So why is this going on? It, it felt like a bad like fever dream that you've half woken up from. Because it's like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why Tim Robbins and Robin Williams are here. But they're here and they've eaten all my pizza. And I don't know what to do. Why is Robin Williams trying to tell me a car? Just don't make no kind of sense. That's the shit. Like, I know. It's uh, not unlike uh, Pink Cadillac with Clint Eastwood. Yes. Like, that happened. Yeah, like, wow, you just, we just went for it. Just make it so. Bernard Peters? That No, yeah. yeah. The bad yeah. guy had not quite long enough hair for a ponytail and always wore a leather biker jacket. Yeah. Uh, why do else? What else was going on in that film? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I don't know why it happened, but uh-huh. it happened. It happened. It was just Somebody's there. vision was realized. Yes. And that's the only way to describe it. It was a vision happening there. <laughs> um, which, yeah, just... Again, who directed this? I have a feeling it was like Barry Sonnenfeld or something like that. Why do I insist on opening goddamn Dead Poets Society? Okay, Cadillac Man. Roger Donaldson, of course. Oh, well. I don't even know that. But Awakenings is one that I have seen. I've never seen it. It's good, but not great. Not thrilling, but nice. Mm-hmm. Um, He's very good in it. It's him and De Niro, so he's definitely taken a back seat on it. But it's, you know, the doctors trying to figure out why these guys have been in comas for years and pulling, you know, he pulls De Niro out of a coma. Right. And he's been in it since he was like, you know, 14 or some shit. And just like suddenly the world don't make no sense. And what does one do in this? It's interesting, but not great. Dead again, though. Yeah. That movie is fucking tops, baby. Yeah, I like it. Tops, Jerry. Um, and I like his line, and it's like, there are two kinds of people in this world, smokers and non-smokers. Pick out which one you are. Like, <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah. And this is the one that showed what Williams did so well, which was the just there, calm, 
actual performance like a human being. Right. Nailed it. Nailed it. Very good one, even though his performance wasn't terribly big. Um, haven't seen Shakes the Clown enough to know of his performance in it. So no. he played mime class in structure as Marty Fromage. <laughs> so, well, I yeah. like it already. Then The Fisher King, which oh, I man. have seen. Oh, yes. Although that movie to me is where that's, that's Jeter's movie. Michael Jeter was so goddamn good in that. <laughs> Lydia. Oh, God. Oh. Um, that was for you, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, the, my God. See, that's that beautiful moment. Uh-huh. Who directed that? It's Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam, yeah. yeah that, that's right. The one where they just, can you just fucking stop? Yeah. And make something relatively cohesive with some art. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, I saw this movie at a particularly, I was particularly vulnerable for this kind of film. Right. At the age I was. Uh Uh-huh. And it hit me square between the eyes. Like I watched it, I don't know how many times. Uh Had a copy on VHS that I burned up. Right. I just really, really loved that movie. I still do. Not Mm -hmm. as much as that anymore but goddamn for a while right that was my jam i just i knew that it wasn't i knew it was pretty light i mm-hmm. knew it didn't have much of a thread going through it other than it had mercedes rule you know no, no, all right, all right. <laughs> but uh <laughs> finally the performances were as pretty as it looked yes in killing and in, in in a gilliam movie, gilliam yeah. movie. Uh, script i don't know about that but yeah. it was Every, when it was on, it was on. Yeah, when, can, when he connects, he connects so fucking hard and so fucking solid. That whole, you know, he's introduced, when Robin Williams' character is introduced, you get very much the Robin Williams show. Yeah. And that's all, it's all wacky and it fits because he's crazy and homeless. And mm. what, but when they get into why he is this way, right. and he talks about, you know, the Red Horseman and all that. And you uh-huh. finally realize what that is. Yeah. Holy fuck. And that just... Staring at, staring out at, at nothing, uh-huh. with that, you know, silent scream uh-huh. of, of Robin Williams' face, and it's just silent on his face, yeah. remembering all that. That is fucking devastating. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 sad now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And he, looking back now, and thinking where he could draw from that kind of pain. Yeah, and just bleed it out there mm-hmm. and makes it really scary and a little sadder. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is some power. I don't give a shit what you think. Right. That is some powerful shit. Oh yeah. Like I know there's some non method motherfuckers like Brian Cranston who switch it off and on. I can't I see doing this without, with just being able to walk away from it right away without needing a few minutes at least. Just, Oh, yeah, it is. It's horrific. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that that's just because my I don't know it as well as you do. That's where he's remembering what happened in the bar. Yes, yes, okay, yes. yeah, that's it's just ugh. awful. But that movie is beautiful and silly and deep. Yeah, all at the same time, it's it's a it's a motley crew of things. Oh God, yes, but it really works, and the performances are fucking incredible. Oh God, yeah, across the board. Yeah. Uh, now the follow up to that is a little film you love. Where you get to bang a rang. Oh, dear. Hook. Oh, God. On paper, everything about the movie Hook is fucking awesome. On paper. Robin Williams plays Peter Pan grown up. Okay. 
you got like my a attention. Great conversation. Yeah. About two in the morning when you've had a few, a lot of right. views. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. This is almost like we're going to go to Mexico tomorrow trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh -huh. He's going to be Rob. He's going to be Robin Hood. Yeah. He's going to be Peter Pan, uh -huh. growing up, and all the possibilities. It writes itself. Yeah. It does write it itself. Does write itself. You're right, Jerry. Yeah. Thanks, man. It fucking does, yeah. man. It'd be great. Okay, let's do it. Oh. Didn't know it was going to look like this. Yeah. Oh, dear. And evidently, that's one of those movies of a generation that some people think is the greatest thing. It really is. Happened. There are people that will defend that to their last breath. Yeah. And you go right Go for ahead. it. You go, girl. Yeah. Go on with your bad self. Work. Mm -hmm. mm. Work it. But mm. I am not one of you. Yeah. I'm... I find it funny. Yes. I find it entertaining uh -huh. in an ironic way. But right. I do not appreciate... One thing about that film, other than Dustin Hoffman, yeah, and even then, yeah, it's with an asterisk. I don't. I haven't seen. <laughs> Sorry, it. I just think it's the movie's fucking funny. Yeah, it's not supposed to be in some spots, but when it's when it's it's most serious, uh -huh. that's when it's the funniest. I haven't seen it enough, like I said, to to go off on. I haven't seen it since it was fairly new. I, I don't think I've seen it. I, I think I saw it on VHS once or twice. You know, there there could have been a time where we would have done a commentary to this, but yeah. Uh, don't have it in me anymore. No. Now, of course, the one that gets everybody's attention that everyone younger knows and loves him from is Genie in Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an odd one because it shows the the weirdness of of what was going on with Robin at the time where he had no interest in being in this fucking movie at all. He had no yeah. fucking interest in it. So he was like, you can't use me too much for promotion. You can't use me for this. You can't use me for this, blah, blah. Because he had this other movie that he was too big on promoting toys, which we'll go into that in oh, a minute yeah. here. But um, I was talking with Rick from uh, um, United States of Geekdom. Yeah. And he was saying how like they're... Did, like he had some thing with Disney where he thought that if they used him to promote it too much, it would steal away from the attention being paid to toys. So let me pull up. Uh, At join the USG on Twitter. Yes. Yes. Um, he did not like, I he didn't want to be in it. And evidently this might be true. might be an urban myth, but he was like, they couldn't use him in more than like a third of the promotion or anything like that. So what they did with him was they just made like his character a third of the poster? <laughs> they like, and there are versions of it where he just covers the top of it and it's nothing but him. But yeah, Aladdin is one of those that, again, it hit, you know, I was 18 when it came yeah. out. It is just fractionally after my time. I, I wasn't really into, you know, 17 no, going on, no. 18 going on. Fucking 40-year-old, I don't care about your kids' movies, bullshit. I'm above this now. Yes. Well, don't throw out my G.I. Joes when I'm in college, mother. Yes. How dare you? How dare you? It's an enjoyable movie, from my recollection of it. It's. I've seen it once. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it. Yeah. We are just the worst for anything that goes into most of the animated but shit. But I'm just, like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't, it, it, like you say, 18. Yeah. I had a lot on my mind at 18. Uh, yeah. A lot of bullshit. Yes. But that 18-year-old bullshit takes up a lot of space. It does. It does. It's... I just didn't have any... There, was... <laughs> there wasn't even a, little, a, little, a cubby in a corner for what was good or, or bad about Aladdin. The thing about teenage bullshit is it's not very dense, but it's got no. a shitload of volume. It's like foam. Spray it in, really is, insula yeah. Insulating yeah. foam. Uh-huh. It goes in every just... nook and cranny. And it's then... not heavy. 
You think blows it blows it out? Yeah. But oh no. yeah, yeah. No. Oh yeah. I just didn't have time for Aladdin. Yeah. Same here. I did see toys, and to this day, have no idea what it was fucking about. No, I've seen that a couple of times, yeah. and I, um, I don't know. And evidently, that was Barry Levinson's like passion project. That was his. I'm his Zardoz, huh? Yeah, I am calling in everything to get this thing made. And I mean, I, I've maybe seen it three times. It is a PG thirteen, which makes me stay right off the bat. Who the fuck was this movie made for? It's got too much silly kid stuff in it to be for adults. It's got too much adult shit to appeal to little kids. And PG-13, little kids, no. No. So you were banking on fucking 13-year-olds wanting to watch this thing? I, uh... And this isn't everybody in it was goddamn great. Joan Cusack fucking... That was where Joan Cusack started her tradition of ripping the fucking rim off the backboard in every performance that woman does. That's what she does. Even in Working Girl, that's all her hair. Yeah. No matter what, it, it, like, that's, I, will, I will add an addendum to, I think, the Edward James Almost theorem. You want to make anything better, you put Edward James Almost in it. You want to make any, you, you, want, you want to do the same thing on the female, just put Joan Cusack in it. That's a fact. Yeah. She'll, she'll impre- increase the... The, 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 just the quality of it. They should hire us. Just true. Just See, seeing, saying Edward James almost. I was watching one of the Cleveland shows, which I've just grown to love, mm-hmm. um, where he he was trying to fight Robert Rodriguez. Long story. And <laughs> Rodriguez calls on Cheech and Danny Trejo. Right. And he was like, he's like, Cheech, I enjoy your work. Because Danny Trejo, I loved it when you raped that guy in American Me. That was Edward James almost. You raped Edward James almost. He taught them kids math. <laughs> <laughs> and just that. <laughs> oh, blanket oh, my. Oh, my. That's nasty. That's nasty. Man, toys just did not fucking land for me. And I don't think it landed for anyone. Uh, no, it was, um, hang on, it was Robin, was it, the Sally Field, uh, who was the female lead in it? Uh, I keep wanting to say Robin Wright, but I think uh, it can't be Robin Wright. Was it Robin Wright? I don't know. It doesn't matter. And it's one of those really fucking awful ones on IMDb where it's like, not everything is listed in the order that it should be. Someone just stopped midway and walked away. Yeah. And just said, ah, we're done. They did it in some weird where it's not alphabetical, it's not by order of whatever. I do know that, um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> holy shit, I'm looking at it right here. What is this? I'm trying to find uh, who we were just talking about, Joan Cusack on it, and I can't even find Joan Cusack listed on the page. Oh, that's because it's, the wrong fucking movie. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm like, why the fuck is it showing me Pierce Brosnan was in this movie when Pierce Brosnan wasn't in this fucking movie? How am I not paying closer attention to these things? This is not my real job. I'm really a keyboardist. Look, lady, this isn't my real <laughs> job. I play keyboards. I play keyboards. Yeah, Joan Cusack and Robin Wright, LL Cool J, Donald O'Connor, Jack Warden, Debbie Mazar, Jamie Foxx. What? Blake Clark. Remember Blake Clark? No. He's a big comedian guy, kind of talk like this. Yeah, no. I, I don't, okay. Yeah, it wasn't ever huge, but no idea. And I mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire, which I have not ever seen all the way through. Really? Can't comment on it at all. It's adorable. Yeah, it seems and like it's adorable. And his performance is quite good. Oh. There you go. Well, there we go. Awesome. It's one of those family pictures. It's like Parenthood or, um, or, um, 
you know, it's kind of made for everybody. Right. Yeah. That, that, I don't know. It's kind it's of funny. It's kind of like a warm. It's kind of like a vanilla a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Like, ah, okay, regular vanilla, not that fancy vanilla bean stuff. Oh no, hell no, goodness! It's made with extract. I mean, he's very good in it. Mm-hmm. It's obviously, made for him. Right, right. So, yeah. it made a, a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. They were planning a sequel before his unfortunate death. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but yes. Uh huh. Well we- done. Now, we get into an odd area because there's a lot of shit I haven't seen. Being Human, I remember hearing about, but I never saw. No. Uh, In Search of Dr. Seuss, no. Nine months, didn't see, but Dr. Kosevich, (laughs) I can tell you exactly what his role was. Let me guess. He had a very thick accent and was a very spazzy, inappropriate doctor who said funny things. Yes. There we go. Awesome. Now, this is one that throws a lot of people. I have not seen Jumanji. Yes, Jumanji. I love to say it. Yeah. Jumanji. Jumanji. It's it's like mojito. It's a fun word to say. Credenza. Ah. Corinthian leather. (laughs) Yeah. Jumanji. Never seen it. Don't know anything about it other than it's got a board game. That's one where the people I work with are just young enough for me. They're like, oh, it's like Newsies. Never seen it. What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, Jumanji. I I saw Jumanji way after the fact. Right. And... Hmm. Yeah. I'm a little bit damned. I bet. I bet there are a lot of kids out there that really like this movie. Oh God, yes. Oh, this thing's. This is. This is what made the younger kids fall in love with the Robin Williams. And I didn't hate it. Yeah. But not uh, thrilling, but nice. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be the. That seems to be the fucking one to go with. That's the drop we need to have. Just queued up all the time now. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll make that happen. Yes. Then the birdcage, which. See, here's where he's like, okay, well, fuck all this. Yeah. I know what I can do. I'm Robin goddamn Williams. Yeah. So everyone just get the fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. And he was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, every everything connected in it, even down to my... He's, your money's on the dresser, chocolate. <laughs> it, it really... I, I've only... Again, this is one I've only seen once, but I remember laughing my ass off almost all the way through. Oh, yeah. And it was before Nathan Lane's shtick got... Well, it's not Nathan's fault. Yeah. People yeah. found got, a new flavor of ice cream and just went with it. Yeah, got overplayed. Yeah. Nathan was the hops of the uh, of the, er, of the, of the early <laughs> yes. mid-90s. Indeed. Yeah, Things just, got way too triple hoppy there yeah, for a while. Yeah, just throw him into everything. But Hank Azaria, I thought, was going to walk away from that thing fucking huge. Almost. Oh, God. I am, I am Spartacus. <laughs> fucking really Spartacus. awesome. That is so fucking great. Uh yeah, fantastic. Again, the, and it's when Robin is doing his quiet moments. Yeah. Just, okay, after all the madness, they're going to get married, and he has a a moment where he just brings a glass of wine over to his ex-wife, and they talk about what's happening with their kid. Yeah, yeah. It's those little... Why do I remember that? Well, it's because, because it's it the, just, the shit that you like. It's the yeah. little moments where shit becomes real, they pull back the performance, and you just get to deal with someone... Acting in a in its most natural way, right? So, mm-hmm. so I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's beautiful, phenomenal. It was shit. hilarious. My parents thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It's like yes, yes, hurrah! Finally, you watch something. Yes, yes, and it. I, what I like about it was that because it was so entrenched in that whole French farce idea that the politics that were in it were never worn on the uh, sleeve. No, no. Which though I totes agree with what this fucking movie is really about. Absolutely. So, like, I'm glad when it's just sort of played as oh yeah, and this happens. And that it's the way Omar is played as gay, you know, like yeah, he's he's, he's gay. 
Yeah. He also enjoys sandwiches. Yeah. Anyway, on to something more interesting. Yes. And I, I, I kind of like that it's, it's just, this is our world. This is the way things go, of course. That's, yeah. that's the way it should be. Yes. Um, then Jack, which I never saw. Oh, Lord. And I have no idea what the fuck that thing was about. I never saw it. And later on, someone explained to me the premise. Uh-huh. And I did one of those Homer Simpson back out of uh-huh. the room and... Then I wound up backing out of the plant, and then backing out of the parking lot, and then you, you know backing who, into my home. You know who directed Jack, right? Yeah, Coppola. Yeah, that's that's the one that I still look Again, at. Again, like, that added to the. Okay, I'm just. It's the main. Ooh, but it had Diane Lane in it. Fuck. Well, damn. So that yeah. okay might have to watch it just because Diane <laughs> Lane. Damn. Yeah, that's one I just. <laughs> that, that's that's something I know some people. We're upset about, like, oh, yeah, I'll take the kids to go see the new Robin Williams movie. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No. He did. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They're sitting this on the is... swing. It's just, oh. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So weird. This shit ain't going to end well. Um, let's see here. So, Jack, didn't see it. Uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. No, because he left. He left the Aladdin movies because he's like, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just not yeah my... didn't he do Aladdin on first scale? Yeah, yeah. And wound up suing them later on. Yeah, and then there was the Aladdin 2 that he wasn't in, and then after that he was back and like, okay, shit. I come back in on this, the payday is going to be through the fucking roof. Yeah, well. Let's make this happen. Then one of Secret Agent, which I don't even know what that is, mm. then his turn as Osric in Hamlet. Oh, yes. One where what happens again when the ability to make a passion project run smack dab into a boatload of hubris. Yeah. Because Bran was how old when he made this? Mm. But he dyed his hair. Yes, he dyed his hair blonde. So this was 1996. Matter. Kenneth Branagh was born in 1960. 1960? So he's 36 years old as Hamlet. Yeah. You could see why he was like, well, this is the last hurrah. I better this, do it now. Yeah, it's my last shot I to make it. better do it now, and I better dye my hair. Yeah, yeah. Some parts of it, I think, worked. But, again, the problem was, they said, for those who are, again, unaware, 1996's Hamlet was an unabridged yeah. text. It was the entire play. And the problem made with this film is that the movie ran... Let me see what the runtime... Uh, 242 minutes is the long version of it. So the version I saw in the theater was 242 minutes, which is roughly four hours. Roughly four hours. Here's the thing. The play Hamlet, if done as a full play, is about five hours, right? Yeah. Now let's just take a step back and wrap our heads around how difficult acting was back in those days. Not difficult, but you are now... performing a a five-hour play, and it's one of three that you'll probably be doing this year. Yeah. So in one season, you are literally 18 hours of onstage, just onstage story. Holy shit. Because if you know, the Globe is doing a tragedy, a comedy, and a history. That's right. Which is what they normally ran. uh, You would probably be in all three. No, you would be. Yeah, and if you were good, you playing the fucking leads. Holy shit, you know. Well, that's when you were good. Yeah, you were really, you really did something. Yeah, well, that's also you know, 
growing up <laughs> looking at it as I'm doing this and getting paid a lot, and I'm not one of those fucking people. Okay, I'll it'll be fine. I'll work my ass up again. It goes to that if you're able to spend eight hours a day every day working on it, you, it wouldn't be that big a problem. No, would not be that big a problem. It's fine. But yeah, that him the elements were the big, biggest problem with that, right? The actual yeah. stagecraft in mm. those in those particular conditions. Yes. Oh, dude. Like that's the one thing I didn't do in London. That if if Hope and I ever go, which we're going to once I mm. get you know my other shit sorted, yeah. we will go. I didn't go to the Globe, even though I know uh, and uh, the the two dorky fucking things that I want to do next time I'm in London, Baker Street and the Globe. I don't care how yeah. touristy they are. I want to go to Baker Street just because. We're on the books to go to London next December. Nice. Not just coming December, but December 2015. Uh-huh. And uh, we're hitting the Globe. It's happening. You have to. You fucking have it to. It's happening. Yeah. So London, the folk we know there, be on alert. I'll give you yes. my friend Chris's number as well just to hook you up because – Chris, like the the folks who do podcasts, we know they're cool. Yes. Huh? Chris, I've, I'm friends with from college. Oh, like, cool. she's who I stayed with last time I was in London. Oh, awesome! So yeah, she'll she'll just say, "Hey, I'm a friend of Jim Dirks." One thing I will tell you to do: look into it, and I'll see if I can find on my phone. Uh, I've got my British cell phone somewhere. There's a number that you can dial that I used for you that lets you call the states for like, like one like. I think it was one p a sec a minute. So one cent a minute, you oh. could call the U.S. from a mobile. When you get to the U.K., I would recommend going to like a Virgin Mobile mm-hmm. and buying a phone, the cheapest one they've got. Because like I bought it for like twenty pounds, I got a British cell phone with a phone number and two hundred minutes on it. You don't have a contract. You literally walk into a convenience store, show them the card that you got with your phone and say, I'd like to top up and just add money to it mm-hmm. so that you can call whoever, whenever. Oh, and cool. You get that number, you can call home cheap. and little English burner. Exactly. Tell folk what's happening with what over there. But yeah, the Globe, oh, I want to see that shit so bad. Yeah, we're Baker Street. We have a list. Awesome. So. Awesome. And Chris will probably be able to tell you some cool areas. And fuck, I mean, the, sorry, Phil and the Adams. Y'all motherfuckers are put on yep. notice to at least be able to tell a brother where to go. Yes. Yeah, I'm just, I, I want to go back to London. I want to go out of the U.S. But I need to, you know, find a way to finance it, which yeah. will require some massive life changes coming up. If anyone knows a way to help me out with that, and I won't say anything more definite than that. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of this dour shit. But <laughs> as we're going off on a side, because why wouldn't we? Um, now, after Hamlet, he was in an episode of Friends, which was uh, he and Billy Crystal popped up in the very beginning, like the opening tag. Weird. Uh, and they were doing it because they were pushing Father's Day, ah. which was good. Never I saw enjoyed it. it uh, but it was one that definitely, if it hadn't been for Robin Williams and uh, what's his name, Billy Crystal being in it, no one would have seen it. Ah. And of course, it had the Robin Williams trying to figure out how to dress and hang out with his kid and trying on different outfits with different personas with each one. Where ah, It's totally an improv exercise. Right. And I think the only reason that you and I view those things as a, uh, it's, all right, everyone up on main stage. Yes. Now, each team is going to be given a box of hats, mm-hmm. and you're going to put on a hat and do a, new, a character, and then the other team is, and we're going to see who's better. And you spend the next 10 minutes doing that. I can only go back to that now. <laughs> Makes you want to sit in an improv class in college. Just walk into a class in college yeah. and do that. Oh, God, yeah. All right, you each have a, have a box of hats. You have three hats, one character, and all be, you know, just whatever I could do to piss someone off. Right. 
just revenge. Yeah. Okay, here we are in movement class. Uh, I want you to think of something really sad and how you would walk that. Uh-huh. Well, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> am I paying you to say what you just said to me? Good God. Yeah. Good Lord, sir. You say no. something about finding a feather, I will choke you out right here. Uh, that's a check you couldn't cash because you would have been choking constantly. It's true. You never would have stopped. Anyway. Uh, so, yes, that Deconstructing Harry. I don't know. Is that a Woody Allen movie? I think yes. it's a Woody Allen movie. Okay. So there's that. Flubber. Never saw it. No. Didn't need to. Then Goodwill Hunting. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. I said, excuse me. Yes. I am Robin motherfucking Williams. <laughs> yes. You know my name. Uh-huh. Yes. Fucking crushed it. Jesus Christ. Holy shit, that did he crush this That speech he gives movie. him about not knowing real life and real pain. Yeah. That, that is... should be my fucking ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, just... Oh, it's fucking good. He is so excellent. Mm-hmm. That was one of those movies that I remember the only person... There was only one person I know who didn't like it, and he... When I oh, said Jesus. I enjoyed it, I've get, he, I got the... <laughs> no, no, go on. <laughs> Tell me more while I titter behind my hand. <laughs> Backhand your eyes out of the back of your skull, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. motherfucker. Motherfucker. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting was one of those... That, like, you heard so much about other than the movie itself, you know? Oh, yeah. ben, and, uh, ben and Matt are best friends, and they wrote this, and... They like, really eat together, too. Yeah, they do. It's true. It's true. What's funny is they were guys... They have an apartment. Who, yeah. They were guys who were in a bunch of movies before Goodwill Hunting. Yes. Yet even they talked about it. It's like, oh, yeah, we were fucking broke. We were living... You yeah. know, when we sold the script, and we went and got fucking Surf and Turf at Sizzler. <laughs> it's totally the same thing. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We had to find Sizzler. And how, you know, you, you hear all the stories about it, how the person from Miramax, the script, the, 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 the script reader passed on it and then Kevin Smith pulled strings and then that person got fired and they <laughs> went ahead and made them. First off, don't fire him because not, hey, you know what you're. Idea how, many, how much shit he had to go through. Yeah. Yeah. The cover page could have sucked. Yeah. Who knows? That the, 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 the first 15 pages. Yeah. When you're calling a studio, if your first five pages aren't brilliant, no. They got, they got a lot to go through. Yes, they have quite a bit. Someone shouldn't have lost their means of income. Yeah, yeah. Goodwill hunting, though. Good Lord. That was one that I I still, multiple viewings through, was like, this is a fucking solid. It is a solid film. Like, good Lord, this thing nails on everything. It really, and I know there's some people who don't like it, and I don't care. I don't care. Don't care at no, all. Doesn't bother me at all. Good for you. You don't like it. Hooray. <laughs> Bully for you, motherfucker. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting though, great movie. You know, it's not such a great movie as What Dreams May Come. Here, here we are. Yeah, here's one of these. Yeah, I. The air's about to start getting thick with some of these. So I just, just really hate that movie. I went and saw it on a date. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, uh, I actually. It was funny. I actually wrote into the editor of the Daily Texan at UT because the person who wrote the review of this. Apparently, John, um, Robin Williams did some interview where he talked about how, oh, yes, you could, oh, you could confuse the name with pornography. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Uh, and the whole thing, the whole article was just him like, oh, yeah, might as well have been called. Bl-, and like doing all of the really fucking stupid, like, like, you know, Schindler's Fist. Not that, but it, 
might as fucking well have been. You know, right, all right. just the really, oh, these are movies that sound sort of like pornographies, huh? And I read it, I was like, what the hell? You actually have a movie reviewer on this page who's more familiar with pornography than Shakespeare? Well. <laughs> ah. But the movie wasn't very good. It, it looked great. It had some beautiful visuals in it, but it was bad. It, it was, was a bad movie. Good. There were things that were put together in such a weird way. Yeah. When you get to the real emotional payoff of him trying, you know, to reconcile with his wife yeah. after her suicide. Yeah. Gulp. Her, yeah. Um, that moment is supposed to be so much more. Yeah. But you had to slog through all this batty shit to get there. Yeah. It's it's such a... It, I, I know what pisses me off because it's a wasted opportunity. Yes. Yes. There was so much emphasis put on it's, all this other stuff, all the flash and not the substance. It's just fucking frustrating. Well, it's the Elizabethtown thing. That is a draft or two away from being fucking yeah. genius. And it know. just didn't land. There are people that just love that movie. Yeah, I don't... Uh, and it's bizarre to me. I mean, knock yourself out. Yeah. I'm not stopping you. Yeah. But... Uh, God, what a wasted... Yeah. It makes me mad yeah. because it's a wasted opportunity. Yes, that's not the just, best way to put it. Not yeah. just, oh, I don't like it. Right, right. That's all. I wanted it to be good. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to win, you understand? Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing that people don't get with, with the way we view most movies. I want every movie I see to win. I want absolutely every film I watch to be good. Yeah. Even the ones that are really bad. Exactly. Even the bad ones I watch, I want them to be that kind of bad. Yeah, yes, uh-huh. But boy, Funny bad. Doesn't no. land that often. No, man. man. This one didn't... Didn't work out no, for me. No, it didn't. And his performance didn't work out for me. Yeah, the choices he made and some of the things just didn't didn't work. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, that's that's totally yes. Yeah. You are entirely correct. Uh, then comes Patch Adams, which was again another. We need to give Robin Williams a chance to win Best Award Actor. Bait. Yeah, that's this is an Oscar bation film. Mm-hmm. Stem to fucking Stern. Because it is all just classic Robin Williams bits where it's like, okay, set him up to be able to just do his thing. Yeah. Which he's very good they at. Guild, I mean, you know, part of me believes that it probably would have done it. Yeah. It may have actually achieved the the goal they were after. Uh-huh. It hadn't been for that butterfly scene. The butterfly. Yeah. That pinche butterfly, man. <laughs> That just re- really... Ah, chinguito butterfly. Um, uh, yeah, that... No mames, butterfly. Yeah. It's just one of those things where they just add that little button in there to fucking upset Lo you. Lo siento mucho. Yeah. Because... <laughs> it just... Ugh. That felt like if they were writing a joke about the movie, that, yeah. that would be part of the parody. Uh-huh. Yes. The butterfly. Because butterfly might be his wife. Yeah. He knows, and that's the sign. That seems like the sort of thing that it gets into a cut, and the producers are like, Wait, you fucking thought we were serious about the goddamn butterfly. Are you, ki- are you kidding? Who, who, who's in charge of this? Fucking put the butterfly in. The same guy who was talking about finding your feather, he got in the editing bay. God damn it. God damn it. What did I tell you about him? Wasn't he choked out? It's, it's already gone to cut. Co- oh, they're already running prints. Oh, Jesus. Well, you know, it whatever. In. Just let it go. God damn it. Oh, Patch Adams. Uh, we'll, fi- we'll, we'll follow this up by, by doing Jacob the Liar. That's a good idea. <laughs> Which is one of those where if there weren't other versions of it that apparently were fucking masterful, 
Mm. Maybe. But you, do, you, do you know of Jacob the Lion? Yes, yeah. yes. I, I certainly do. It was at the theater while I managed it. But actually, it and Bicentennial Man were both at the theater when I managed it. But I never watched either of them because no thank you. Um, I've seen Bicentennial Man thusly uh. while also looking at my phone. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Nicole likes the movie. She doesn't like it so much. It's just one of those things that kind of comes on and she just watches it. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. She's not like going to bat for Bicentennial Man. Right. She's just like, oh, this is on. It's pretty good. It's some movie about a robot, right? Yeah, a robot that lives for two centuries. Oh, well, see, I didn't know that. There I thought they go. were only calling it that because it was coming out right around the you know millennium. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, Bicent- Bicentennial's like a millennium. Um, it was expensive looking. Okay, well, that's good. Um, I don't know. I haven't paid much attention to it. My memory of that movie is <laughs> some jag off. And I shouldn't have even said that because it's so obvious by the story. One to ten. One being us. Ten being, you know, Bill Maher. How big a jag off is this cat? He walks out. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just want to speak to a manager. Finally gets a manager over and he's like, I just want to say I'm, I'm an audio engineer over at Dell. And I just... I wasn't really impressed with the, uh, the quality of the audio presentation in this theater. Oh, do you want your money? No, no. I just wanted to. I just didn't didn't think it was that that impressive. Um, that was it. That, that was just one. Just two. Did you hand yeah. him a receipt for yeah. two cents? Oh, if only. Thank you. If only. I need to get a bunch of those printed. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your yeah. receipt, sir. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I should Fantastic. have. But yeah, that's where we were. Okay. Hmm. See the guy that kind of horns in on your conversation and half price books. He's uh, honestly well, I would... actually with one finger up as he makes his way through the paperback aisle. Yeah, I actually think that I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same guy who was like, "Oh, you just have to view Unforgiven as an anti-violence." You need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's when what we're talking about mm. needs. You want to talk about needs? Want me to assess your needs, motherfucker? It's a closed goddamn mouth. Shush, shush, shush. That's what you need. <laughs> but yeah, that wouldn't have surprised me if it was the same guy. It's like actually, um, well, Tolkien meant. Don't fucking tell me. Yeah, are you J.R.R. Tolkien? Yeah. (laughs) No. No. Well, then shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but yeah, that's my my main memory of it. Um, Actually, actually, (sighs) like that broad who called me a fucking Nazi. Yes, broad who called me a fucking Nazi. Yeah. I liked rock and roll back when I was shut up. No one <laughs> fucking cares that you like you, you fucking people idiot. followed orders. They were called. And <laughs> <laughs> she said that I was honestly like, oh, you know what? Fuck this. This broad ain't getting a penny back. We'll send her down to the goddamn main office. Sorry. Like, oh, Regal? Fine, yeah. They're li- I don't know where they're based out of. We'll say Connecticut. Go talk to Mr. Regal Cinemas. Yeah, ask for Godwin. Yeah. He'll give you your fucking money back, you asshole. Well, the previews were just so loud. But you stayed for the whole movie? Yes, but the previews were just so loud. <laughs> My grievances. Yes, they I, must be aired. Excuse me, sir. I ordered this hamburger and french fries, and I dropped the first fry on the floor. Well, did you order it monster style? Then I ate the entire order, but I feel as though I should get my money back because I dropped the fry on the floor. Don't you see that? This is a logical question. I am making... I am, this is a reasonable <laughs> request. I'm sorry, sir. I did not pay you for fries that were on the floor. I'm adamant about this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's this fucking guy. He's um, the guy who'd goddamn return the popcorn for three cents. 
Fuck! <laughs> oh my god! That cocksucker. Yes. Oh, yes. I'd like to get the Tuesday special today. Today's Thursday. Mm. Yeah, but well, I'd like to. Well, yeah. Yes. No. No. It's like what well, my aunt who tries to sub out different types of fish on the daily special. Oh. Instead of a halibut, could I get it? Like, no. You're, you mean, can you order a different entree? I realize we're at the catfish parlor, but I'm partial to haddock. Do you have any? Hmm. No? I think oh. you should call it the catfish and haddock parlor. I think that's adorable. Now, someone's not getting a tip tonight, and I'm probably going to complain to the manager to get all of it for free. Bring me a bunch of lemons, water, and some salt, and some sugar. <laughs> My fucking lemonade, motherfucker. Yes, but Bicentennial Man is a bit like that. <laughs> yes. That jag off like who that. ruined your fucking night in the theater because he's like, oh, technically, uh, that type of plane would only have an engine. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Why couldn't your parents have hit you? <laughs> or did they? Is that what this is about? Uh. Yeah. He apparently did a voice in AI. Dr. No, K-N-O-W. But one hour photo is ah, where see, this, that's this, where the this, fucking rubber meets the road. This is where things get interesting for me. I saw that in the theater uh-huh. and I like raced to the theater. To yeah. Uh huh. So I always have a thing for when funny people go dark. Yeah. It's always good. Almost always. Come on, yeah. Chevy Chase. Be a hitman. Come yeah. on, brother. Yeah. Do it. Yep. Uh, anyway, it's just delicious. Yeah, it really it is. is. Fucking. Because Good. It, this plays to that shit that I get to. People who play crazy is crazy. No. You know, back in high school theater, there was that one girl who could do sort of a crazy thing. I don't mean, so I got it all. Everything I know her name. she did. I know yeah. she was. I, I smell her. Everything she We're going to do something from Shakespeare. Oh, I'm going to do Ophelia's speech where she gives them the flowers. Oh, wonderful. You're going to be insane again. Wow. How great. about you just play somebody? And Williams yeah. nailed that. We're just, just a guy, just a guy who had a need. Uh, uh, something that he thought was completely rational and natural. Man, that is a well put together film. It really is. Stem <laughs> to stern. Yeah. Bell to bell, as they say. Yeah, every fucking bit of this movie was tight as shit. God, the and Mark Ronan. Production design was fucking phenomenal. The lighting was great. The editing was crackerjack. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yep. Supporting cast is great. Yeah. Now, and the guy who directed this, this is like, holy shit, he's done mostly music videos. Well, good job. Oh, and do you know what he's rumored to direct next? A little movie called The Lost Symbol. Oh, dear. Oh, yes. Well, oh, yes. That little look good. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. This fucking nailed it across the board. Now, this next one, Death to Smoochie. Yeah, that could have used some editing, but it was good. It could use some editing, yeah. I fucking loved it, though. Yeah. That Danny DeVito just weird goddamn humor. And this is the first time that I ever knew that 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 was like his thing, where from the twisted mind of Danny DeVito, Norton was fucking great in it, as he always is. Goddamn, everybody nails it. It's a really, really good movie. It just just needs a little little touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch too long. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Insomnia. Again. Oh, saw yeah. it in the theater. No, I didn't. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it in the I, theater as I well. I bought it sight unseen on DVD. Ah. And, and was pleasantly surprised. This is one of those movies where you just look at, okay, so it's Al Pacino. It's got, again, Hilary Swank, Martin Donovan, Robin Williams, directed by, huh, 
I guess this guy... He'll be all right. Didn't he do that Memento okay. thing? Yeah. That Memento movie was fun. Hmm. And he was making this. Right. Yeah. And this is a movie that honestly takes a little bit of... Uh, just because they hit the insomnia idea so beautifully in it. Yes. This is not just a movie you put on because you're bored. This is a movie that requires a little investment on your part. Yes, yes. Because it it's tough to get through it. Parts. It's tough to get through the filmed version of Overcast. Yeah. Cause, and, and the thing is, it's one of those where I would say that makes it a worse film, but that's exactly no, no. what they were going for. It's just so... It's dark. So dark. So dark. And Ugh. he is not over the top. Nope. At all. Nope. He's God. measured. He is controlled. He is He's, on it. Yeah. It's just good. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. Now we get into, oh, here we go, into some shit. Let's see how long it is before it's something I've actually seen with him in it. I have not seen any of Life with Bonnie. I have not seen The Final Cut. Final Cut? What the fuck is that? Oh, it's some, it looks like it's some direct-to-video thing. Uh, Let's see. The Final Cut, House of D. No. Yeah, just House of D. Uh, Noel, Robots. The Big White, The Night Listener, RV. Uh, I stand by RV. You stand by RV? It is funny. It is. My friend Mark and I rented it at, uh, as a rib. It's like, oh, this is going to be fucking awful. Uh-huh. Turns out, pretty funny. Ah. Well, all right. I mean, it's not airplane. No, it's, well. But it's pretty <laughs> funny. I should hope not. Uh, yeah, that was one that I just looked at. I was like, I, I can't. I, I have to just close my eyes, turn, and walk the fuck away. Because, yeah, RV. Good. Uh, all right. Next up, we had Everyone's Hero. Haven't seen Man of the Year, which that was one of those that just evidently would have annoyed me too much. Yeah. It's that, oh, it's comedy, politicians, but then tries to get fucking serious on it. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Can't you just... Stick with what works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, oh god, now we're getting into uh, mm, uh, Happy Feet. Didn't see it. No. Not at the museum. Haven't seen it. No, no, License no. to Wed. Is that that? Oh no, that's the one with John Krasinski in it. I uh, haven't seen it. Where he basically these two people want to get married, and he's there. Uh, a, a reverend oh, puts yeah, an engaged couple yeah. through a grueling marriage preparation to see if they're meant to be married in his church. Uh, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Sorry. A lot of really long <laughs> pre-Cana rules yeah. to a film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, shit. I, I Catholic lost. reference. I know. Shit. August Rush, where he plays. Oh, my Ooh, God. I have seen that. Where he plays. And you know what the wizard's full name is? My God. His name is Maxwell the Wizard Wallace. Ah. Just see. Hoping so Hoping against hope, his name would be Maxwell the Wizard Jump. Maxwell <laughs> Jump. But no. Looking at what's so funny is this is one of those where I've only seen, like, you know, still frames and shit like that from it. Seeing what's his, seeing Robin Williams in character from this movie, I'm just like, oh, fuck. This is your <laughs> why I don't go to sixth anymore. Yeah, it's, like, it's oh. pretty rough. Like, was Brett Michaels booked? Could we not? Holy shit, I'm still, I'm flipping through like all these pictures trying to find the one of, of oh yeah that's the one. <laughs> oh man you're that guy who who <laughs> just when i'm at when i'm trying to buy something at the record store he's like no man you need their early work yeah yeah get thanks, the early dude. record if you uh, oh, man it's spiritual check it out just check it out trust me 
If you really like it, let me know. I'll work over at the uh, Thundercloud on South First. It, it, it's an album that'll <laughs> tell you who I'm you at, are. I manage it, though. Oh, okay. This album will tell you who you are, man. Yeah. This album ain't about what you bring to it. It's about what you take away from it. Oh. Buy it at the Texas Texas Music Section at Waterloo. Yeah. You're going to pay eight more dollars uh-huh, but, than you would, but it's worth it. It's worth it because it's a CD that's been opened and listened to already. Yeah. Because everything at fucking Waterloo has been opened and listened to it all goddamn ready. Yeah. Mm. August Rush. So there's that. That's bah. funny. Yeah. Not supposed not, to be. Not supposed to be, but, but it's it hilarious. Is. The funniest movie ever. Awesome. Then it was in some thing called Shrink, Shrink that I never saw. Uh, Whatever. I've heard of it. But I have seen World's Greatest Dad. That movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's a Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, yeah, yeah, one. yeah. It's, uh, did I tell you about it? No, you my t- friend Mark told me about it. Yeah, where it's this guy who's he's divorced. His son is a fucking asshole. <laughs> he's, he's just kind of failing everywhere. Yeah. His son kills him. His son accidentally dies right. while choking himself and masturbating. And he's freaked out. Like he's, so he arranges this shit and writes this gorgeous suicide note for him that somehow catches the national attention. And so he starts releasing all of these things he's written as being the writings of his son. Oh, I see. That's awesome. It's so fucking great. It is so fucking good. Um, but yeah, it's Goldthwaite has made some good fucking movies. And yes. this is tops of that list for me. Now, now we get into a real... Mm, Night at the Museum 2, haven't seen. Old Dogs. Old Dogs is a movie he made with John Travolta. Okay, it's by the same people who did the movie Wild Hogs. Okay. There was a planned sequel, Wild Hogs 2. They made this in the interim, Old Dogs. It did so poorly that the company canceled the sequel to Wild Hogs because, yeah, it sounds too similar. Wow. Yeah, you're no, this is done. This is fucking dead. I don't know anything about it. I listened to the How Did This Get Made About It multiple times because it's hilarious. Evidently, it's one of those things that it's John Travolta chose it. I see. So, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, I do he's know. He's got some bad taste. I'm sorry. I, he I seems do. like a great guy, but that motherfucker has some poor taste in acting choices. I do know. I do know. Yeah. He has poor taste in hairstyles because, oh. you know, Paris with love. Yeah. Nailed. You got, a, you got a good head, John. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. what you need. Fucking work that shit's shaved. People it's, love it's you, man. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's like Bruce Willis fine. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Go anyway. for it, man. It, 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 accept who you are. Happy Feet 2. Didn't see it. No. Wilfred. Probably saw his bit in it, but I don't remember it very well. He was in Louie, where he just played himself. Mm-hmm. and he, Very good. Again, very low key. Him right. sort of playing himself. Louis C.K. fucking nailing it with that. Oh. To Brian binged watched them, and I was like, just pay attention to Late Night. And that's what I'll say right now. If you have never seen an episode of Louie, you don't need to. It's not that kind of series. It's very episodic. You can take it up wherever. Watch the three-part Late Night episode. It's fucking phenomenal. It's so goddamn good, it pisses me off. It's fucking brilliant how beautiful it's put together. Cool. So, just want to recommend. 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 Uh, the Big Wedding, don't know about it. Mm. Lee Daniels, the butler. Do you know why it's called Lee Daniels, the butler? Is his name Lee Daniels? Well, no, the director is Lee Daniels. But <laughs> is he a butler? No, sadly, no. He, another production company owned the name The Butler. I see. So they had to alter it in some way. I would uh, call did, it The Radical Butler. Ooh, nice. That way you can have your cake and eat it too. 
Boom. And not be so, look at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is one of those that's always, I remember like, I, I'm always amused when there are the historical um, fiction movies come out where they have actual characters and like the, the absolute care certain politicians are given and other ones that's like, oh, whoever. Right. Whatever, done. And like, you know, I'm sorry, if there was, if if this were done by a different director and it had had a, con- a known conservative actress playing, an uh, actor playing JFK or conservative actors playing uh, Jackie Onassis, the screams and hems and haws would never have stopped. But we do something where we put, you know... Uh, what's her fucking name? Jane Fonda wow. as Nancy Reagan, and it's like, no, that's fine. That'll that's that's good. That's that's just one of those things that's always sort of thrown me. Where it's like, come on, just uh, so fucking. <laughs> and it's not that I care. It's not one way or the other. No, no, no. I would. I, I, I'm I'm sort of from this like so over that shit politically that I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't fucking care. No, it's always amusing to me. See, Zero Theorem, Face of Love, Robin Williams, and Multiple Exposures, a short. Now, the crazy ones, I never saw because I didn't think it looked good. I uh, did. I watched the first two episodes. Uh Uh-huh. It didn't stick. Yeah. It looked like one of those that it's like, okay, maybe I could, uh, but. It hinted at something else they could possibly develop later on with an arc for his character, but. Yeah. It was one Not that I really. That, it's that was one of those shows that I'm like, it might get decent ratings, and there might be hinted at it's going to start out strong, but this is not a two season show. It's well, yeah. First off, the title's not very good. No, I don't know. The writing was you, you didn't know what they were going for. Right, they're just going for some quick, you know, fun Ally McBeal kind of thing, uh-huh. which would make sense considering the team behind it. Right. Um. Then. Okay, but they kept trying to move things in a different direction. That's only two episodes. Yeah. I, it just didn't, it didn't it work. It was one of the shows that didn't know what it wanted to really be. Maybe it would have figured it out later on. It's entirely possible. Right. But, you know, sitcoms take a while to find themselves in most cases. Okay. But um, not here. Right. So, yeah. That sucks. Apparently, it's one of the things reported is why he was particularly sad. Yeah. Because he had to return to television, and it was canceled. Yeah, that was so, that would suck. Yeah, if he'd nailed it with something great, then that would have been. But mm-hmm. I mean, again, that's just some bullshit from the media. Who knows? Right? May not have entered in his mind at all. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at what he's got coming up. He's got a movie called Boulevard, which is evidently out or almost out. Don't know anything about it. It's a a devoted husband in a marriage of convenience is forced to confront his secret life. Okay. Uh, the Angriest Man in Brooklyn, I kind of like the look of. Um, a curmudgeonly man is mistakenly told that he has 90 minutes to live by his doctor and promptly sets out <laughs> to reconcile with his wife, brother, and friends in the short time he believes he has left. Well, I like that. Robin Williams, Mina Kunis, Melissa Leo, James Earl Jones, and Peter Dinklage. Well, sold. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you got me. You got me. Uh, Merry Friggin' Christmas. I don't know. Let's see what it says about this. 
Uh, Boyd Mitchler and his family must spend Christmas with his estranged family of misfits. Upon realizing that he left all his son's gifts at home, he hits the road with his dad in an attempt to make the eight-hour round trip before sunrise. Okay. Oh, it looks like it's Joel McHale and Robin Williams. Well, that's if Robin Williams is the fucking father. Who knows? Uh, Yeah, so that's... uh, eh, Okay. Not bad. Oh, and it has Wendy McClendon Covey in it. She's awesome. Nice. Another Night at the Museum, which who knows what the story with that is, and something called Absolutely Anything, where he is providing the voice of Dennis the dog. Huh. Okay. Robin, man, it, this is one of those where it's like, I, I don't want to badmouth the work, because, fuck. But you look at this, and he's one of those guys. That is a fucking lengthy goddamn filmography. It is. And so much of it has been fairly recent. This is a guy who was working constantly, yeah. but at a point stopped having the really fucking nailing it resonant shit, you know? When was the last time something came out with Robin Williams in the theater? You know, he said one hour photo. Yeah. And that's because it was a total break and like, oh shit, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I remember for a while there was all this talk like, oh no, they're going to have him play Hugo Strange in the new, was it Strange in the new Batman movie or... Who was the the Batman villain that everyone was saying that Robin Williams was courting so heavily to play? Was the Riddler? No, uh, no, it wasn't the Riddler. It wasn't anything obvious like that. It was mm. more along the lines of like Hugo Strange isn't. That's, I don't know. I don't know. Might have been him. I don't know. Correct us if we're wrong, or send us something about that if we're off. Um, it's such a weird fucking business because, yeah. like, you know, okay, we'll use Paul Williams. At a point in time, Paul Williams was more famous than any fucking songwriter had the right to be. Yeah. He was guesting for Johnny Carson. He was all, I mean, when his movie, when the documentary about him still alive, Paul Williams still alive debuted at South by Southwest, it was at the stateside theater. So not even the big one. It was in the smaller one. Wasn't completely full. And he was there. And it was this sort of small, like from that to just being here. Now, Robin Williams still had enough recognition across the board from everything he'd done that I don't think he could have just slipped into a premiere like that without it having been, you know, stopping traffic type shit. Yeah. But um, it was one of those things where you could totally see that coming up on the horizon for him where he was hitting enough shit that it was, he's still zeitgeisty enough that, oh, it's Robin. He'll still, but. but yeah. Yeah. You, you would have hoped that. Somewhere along the line at, at that stage that someone would have recognized. And maybe it is. Maybe one of these movies coming out, um, you know, they got a new, new agent or right. someone got... McConaughey's people started yeah. fucking working it. And uh, you can come back. Yeah. You can. Look at Sahara. You can, you can come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Ugh. somewhere didn't connect. But Right. And that's so. like the challenging thing with this is... How is it that somebody who could be that... Who's that big had this much going on still had these huge problems. I think that's what's hitting home because you look at Robin Williams from a professional standpoint and it's like, okay, so he went back to TV and had a show that didn't work. A lot of people do that. He's still getting paid a lot. He's got five fucking movies coming out in the next year. Yeah. Shit. This guy's nailed, but you don't fucking know. Nope. You don't know. (sighs) And you can't (sighs) presume to know. No, we can't at all. And I mean, even presuming to know is almost insulting. Yeah. As it's, it's, 
everyone has their different thing that fixes it. I was always one of those, like my depression and shit was always cured by being just around other people. You put me just around and talking to somebody and all my anxiety and depression starts to ebb and go away. Yeah. Um, that ain't what this guy had. That ain't what this guy had at all. No. Cause I mean, shit, you want to talk about somebody who could do whatever he want. I mean, hell you, Robin Williams could walk into, it could have walked into any fucking club any stand-up comedy club in the country and been like, yeah, I'd like to go up and do five minutes. Who's up next? Oh, well, Louis C.K. I will go up ahead of him. No problem. Yeah. That's one where it wouldn't even be a, we're going to ask Louis. That would be, oh, Louis, yeah, Robin Williams just showed up and he'd like to do some. Is it cool if we push you back a little bit for him? I could see him be like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Go for it. And Louis would have sat goddamn front row watching Robin Williams do his thing. It was like, the not just not just love of his work, but absolute respect for him. Yeah. It makes this something that's so just fuck. And I mean that then he hanged himself. That's the bit that to me is so wow. Yeah. This was holy shit. Depression will make you block out anyone important in your life to mm-hmm. even reach out to and here here we are. Yeah. And that's what's sad is because you would hope someone would reach out, but mm-hmm. they won't let you in. They yeah. just won't. Yeah. Because people can kind of tell, but they can't tell how bad it is. No, because it's so... And, and, as hard, and as weird as this sounds, that whole, well, just talk to somebody and tell them. Like, do you know how fucking hard that is? That is incredibly hard. That's incredible. Like, to be like, yeah, I am at my absolute most vulnerable. Because, fuck, you better be, if you do it, you need to be careful as shit who you do it with because there are a lot of people who will just take that as like, oh yeah, I had a bad day too. Oh yes. And then that's it. Yeah. The worst I ever came across with this was my friend Milton died in a car accident like Mm -hmm. my first week back at UT. Yeah. And uh, I I was like just looking to get away from everything. So I was like, I met some people through college through this group. I'm just going to go hang out with them. I know they're, they're, like doing this project tonight. I'm going to go fucking hang out with him just so I'm not alone. And I'm not around a bunch of people who are just broken and sad. (laughs) And I was talking about, and there was this girl who was whining, who was complaining loudly that, uh, the only grad school she was able to get into was at UT. And since she did her undergrad there, it basically meant her career was over because she's going to have to do her undergrad at the same place, her postgrad at the same place she did her undergrad. No one will take it seriously. And I'm like, yeah, a good friend of mine died today. Uh huh. Well, what about me? I have. Bl- I'm like, huh. okay, cool, good, to, good to know. Like the morning after it happened, sitting there in my my class at eight a.m. and talking to someone about it, I was like, yeah, a friend of mine died in this, and this one girl's like, oh my god, that's what that was. I got stuck in traffic all afternoon, or all morning, and I was like, oh wow, yeah. So you just you you suck. That's what you suck. You a asshole. You yeah. suck. Kind of got you all figured out. Yeah. We're and that, good. That was some fuck. That, that's the shit. And re- imagine if it's not just, okay, I'm kind of in a bad place because a horrible thing happened. Where it's, oh my God, I am, I am in a fucking deep pit of hell that I can't get out of. And talking to somebody who not only doesn't get it, but then expects you, oh, come on. You could just go do something funny. <laughs> yes. Push it down and perform for me. Yeah. Exercise more. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's isolating. Yeah. It and, really is. Uh, and that's the first thing it does to you is it cuts it it cuts you off from everyone. Yeah. 
And so it's really kind of sad to, you know, fuck this guy that always could make me laugh at least a little bit. Yeah. And this? Yeah, it's rough. You know, it, it's, uh. And evidently the way, not, not just hanging, but the way he hanged himself was one where it was like, no, he really just genuinely had given up. Yeah. He wasn't fighting to come back from it. This was, holy shit, he was, wow. So yeah, I mean, that heart's out there for it, you know? But the one thing that I th- always wish that people would take with them on this when, when shit like this happens is let's stop being so fucking horrible to each other all the time. Yeah, let's try that. Let's start with that. Let's start with, as Louis C.K. says about, you know, being on the phone. It's like, you know, you say something mean to a person face to face and you see the, oh, okay, that hurt their feelings. Wow. Even if you don't care, it still affects you a little bit. Yeah. You type some shit on the phone, uh, on, on a web page. You should fucking kill yourself. Like that, you know, that ugliest woman in the world yeah. thing. I know her. Right. She went to Crockett. I knew her when she, not well, but I knew her. I knew she was an awesome girl. And the fact that there are people like, yeah, you should just do the world a favor and kill yourself. You just said that to a human being that you don't know anything about. Like, here's the question I would have. If you posted that and the next day you found out that person killed themselves, would you be real happy? Or would you maybe be like, oh, wow, that sucked. I was really lucky growing up because as much of an asshole as I come off, and I do. You really know me. I can always tell how well someone knows me. He's like, oh, yeah, you're such an asshole. You said, like, cool. Tell me one time I've said something to a person that was hurtful. Well, you must have. I must have. Then tell me when. I don't get like that. When I'm talking with people, I'm actually interacting with people. It's a different fucking story. Yeah. It's, it's sharing. It's getting to know. It's be, part of it is because the thing that always rang in my head growing up was my mom was always that, well, how would you feel? If someone said, how would you feel if someone said that to you? That has been this huge guiding force for me. So when I'm actually interacting with people, I'm kind of a nice guy. Because the whole time I'm thinking, well, how the fuck would I I feel if I treated someone this way? I want to feel good. So let me be nice to somebody. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. Just let's stop getting offended and outraged and pissed off and look at the person who sits next to you. And say, you know, what's up? How you doing? You, you know, fucking interact with people. Break this shit down and actually do something that's worthwhile. <laughs> Says the guy who hosts a fucking podcast that goes out to the void every week. Yes. Well, yes. that's what we do. So, yeah. Reach out and fucking be nice to each other. Just grab a sandwich and say here. Um, <laughs> weird fucking pull. Well, we're almost two hours in. So, yeah. I think it's time for us to wrap up here. Um I guess more than anything, you guys know all about our fucking go to our website, thefilmthugs.com, and click on any of the links to buy shit. Um, but honestly, more important than that, you know, let the people you care about know you care about them uh, because you don't know how big a difference it can make. Um, you know, reach out, you know, fucking interact with us for God's sake. If you're depressed, you don't want to talk to fucking fire some, something to us. Yeah. Evidently, Henry Rollins still answers emails that he gets from people. That's like become his family is just fans sending shit in. So, you know, fire stuff off. Call 512-666-RANT and tell a story. Talk until you feel better. Call the underscore film underscore thugs on Skype. Fuck, we're all part of a community here. Shit. Yeah. You know, the film thugs at Gmail or thug questions at Gmail. Shit. I've been too serious. I think we're good here. Is there anything else that needs to be said before this is over? Good night, Robin. Good night, Robin. And thank you. (laughs) 